Hello, hello, everybody. How are we all doing? Can uh, can everybody hear hear Pete? Mike, 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 Mike. Wait, sound. Oh yeah, okay. I muted you. That was why. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Test one two. Uh, there we go. Vehan, Shaki, Mike, how are you? How is everybody? Broke Pete again. Vehan does that to me oh. all the time. He's always breaking me. Not even, it's not even his stream and he's fucking shit up. What the hell, Vehan? <laughs> How's everybody First of all, doing? Thank you, Retro, for having me. I appreciate you. Of course, of course. For having thank me. You yeah. for, huh. Thank you for being open to it. I know. We were just chatting about stream anxiety and, or I guess pre pre stream anxiety, pre streamed out, and uh, so I I appreciate you taking on something that I know for me would would have added a little bit to that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it yeah in the in the green room, so to speak, uh, Retro and I were totally talking about that and. Um, I, I struggle with the same, uh, pre-stream anxiety and, uh, whether or not it shows up on camera, I don't know, but I, I usually sit there and stare at the go live button, whether it was on, you know, PS5 where I got my start. And then now I'm fucking around on the PC. Um, anytime that button is one click away, I just like thinking many thoughts through my head. Um, just a boatload of thoughts like will it go well today um will i have fun will anyone show up will i be just chatting to myself do people want to look at me <laughs> do want to do people want to look at my face do people want to hear me ramble over and over random stuff and just all this stuff just goes through my head and then something just like okay fuck it i'm just gonna hit the button and then and then i go and then you know it's just I don't know. I don't. I, I kind of just. I stop thinking about that, and I start playing the game. That takes my mind away from all those thoughts. And I will say that almost every time I hit go live, it turns out to be awesome. It turns out to be excellent. Um, people show up. People chat. Whether or not they chat for a while, or just even just a one liner, I'm just thankful and for anybody even showing up. So. Um, you know, it just, it just makes my, my heart full and makes me happy to see people. And you know, I, there are lulls in my chat. I, as with probably a lot of people and that's okay. I know, uh, a lot of people are still chilling, uh, whether or not they're active in chat. And so, you know, keeping all that in mind before I go live, I don't think about that for some weird reason. Even though I know every single time before, there's always been supportive people to to uh, to hang out and watch and to chill with me. Um, so yeah, how 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 do you deal with it, Retro? Like, do you do you go through any any rituals or like do you just like force your way through and just say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna hit go live." Do you have a process? 
Oh, process. Um, I wish I did. I wish I had something to, I guess, you know, stick to and, and like, I'm a very, like, once I find something that I like, like, I'm, that's it, you know, um, like food, food example, I, 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 for some reason, anytime I go get Mexican food, I have to get fajitas. It's just like, it doesn't ma matter where I am. That's what I get. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely am missing that, that piece of the pre-stream, uh, prep, but I, I guess, <clears throat> I, I try to look at it as just the the big picture you know like i realize not all the streams are gonna be super smooth and uh go as well as i would like them to go but at the end of the day like i it's a it's one more chance to get to connect with the community and meet new friends and so even even with this like you know i'm sure we both had some lead up feelings uh nothing having to do with the person on the other end but just the right. situation and like it being slightly uncomfortable but the the opportunity to you know get to chat just you and well not just you and me but you and me one-on-one -on -one and getting uh to touch on things in this kind of i don't know environment just seemed like uh something that was worth the big picture you know yeah that's yeah. that's kind of how i i try to look at things is, is that way yeah yeah and you're absolutely right i'm glad you said it too with uh you know having the anxiety but not not because of you uh if anything uh you know Sorry. oh <laughs> it's okay I have poppers, no worries. Um, if anything, like if it was anyone else besides Vehan, I'm very comfortable with Vehan for obvious reasons, but like um, just like the vibe that you give off and, and the environment that you foster for your community chat made it easier to think about like mentally preparing myself for tonight, if that makes sense. You know, if I was chatting with someone that I may not vibe with, which I, I'm not going to name any names, uh, <laughs> but like if it was someone that I felt like, oh, maybe we wouldn't get along. Maybe it's, you know, maybe we would clash at some point, but um, no, being, being, being hanging out in your channel, it, it, the feelings or the, uh, the chill vibes that you give off when you're chatting with your community feels like something that I maybe unintentionally try to do because it's, it's just kind of me. It's like my personality. So, you know, the two of us together chatting, not only do we have things in common, games, music, etc., but just our styles um, just made me, you know, feel better about ease, more at ease coming on today so i appreciate the environment that you that you foster here on the totally retro check tech channel 
Well, thank you, Pete. I, I appreciate that. It's funny that, of course, you know, like it, I don't, I don't ever see the, I don't ever see the anxiety on screen when you go live and, you know, you said the same thing for me and it's just weird, the the mental that we put ourselves through, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I question myself sometimes on, uh, like if I really am creating that, that kind of environment, you know, like I, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm taking the right steps and the right actions to do that. But, you know, there's things that come up that make you wonder. And, um, so it's, it's always good to, always good, good to hear that, especially coming from, from somebody like you, um, means, means a ton. Yeah. Um, I have not read chat at all since we started. I know. Sorry, chat. <laughs> uh, want to catch up? Yeah, just I, I, I do want to let everybody know that, you know, we both super appreciate you all being here, hanging out with us. Um, looks like, Shock, you got some new merch designs up on the store. Just chatting about just chatting. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike. If we didn't want to hear you ramble, we wouldn't be here, right, chat? Good point, Mike. Yeah, and for anybody that's uh, that's hanging out, we do have a command uh, exclamation join, and then whatever your uh, question, excuse me, question is, um, be able to, to ask that. Well. We've already got a couple. Um, I mean, we might as well, but might as well just get get it out on the table, right? <laughs> Go on. What is what is the truth of the Master Pete beat? <laughs> well, Give us okay. The lore. Let's see if I can let's see if I can explain this properly. Um, you know, getting into the Souls games. Um. I'm sure everyone, everyone who plays Souls games notices this. It's uh, whoever created the, these Souls games is uh, very, very fond of feet, and so it's kind of it's it's kind of it's kind of a joke and a meme for for the games, and you know being being so uh, such a fan of these games, you know, I I you know I made those same similar or similar jokes um so once 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 we ended up on twitch Behan and then me Behan was on twitch first um you know there's a bunch of people in his community uh in particular i want to say is derp tivo that that made some sort of joke about combining me and feet Somehow, this is this is kind of vague, but um, and it just kind of stuck, you know. It just kind of stuck as a meme, as a channel meme, as a Vehan Pete meme. I kind of embraced it and rolled with it. And it wasn't like, because a lot of times when you're like like Vehan, for example, how everyone bullies him into playing Sekro, <laughs> it kind of works. But um, you know, the more he pushes back, the more people push back 
And so I just, I just kind of rolled with it. And I'm going to admit right now, I'm going to tell you all right now, I am not, oh boy. I am not a feet guy when it comes to like uh, a, attraction, when it comes to women or men. Not to say that I don't like feet. I admire, I admire them. It's a, it's like, a, it's a beautiful part of the human body. Um, you know, my, my wife is into hands. <laughs> yeah, it does. My wife is into hands. Some people are into like certain features. Um, but I am not that into feet, <laughs> Dang. but I do, I do find it also kind of funny. I do do it for the memes and I just kind of roll with the punches, but I, I don't go either way. I'm not like super attracted to them or repulsed by them. I know a lot of people kind of get uh, repulsed by feet. Uh, I'm not going to speak for everybody. <laughs> Scotty's a feet enjoyer. Yeah. I, well, I, like, I, it's like a, it's, it's a very, it's a very like strict line. Like people either yeah. like feet or really, really don't like feet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember. I do remember being in, uh, <laughs> speaking of feet, <laughs> Rin. Rin. Um, I do remember being, watching uh, Kill Bill in the theaters and Tar Quentin Tarantino is one of the most famous feet guys out there. And there's a particular scene in Kill Bill that has Uma Thurman in the, um, as, as the, uh, as the protagonist uh, spoiler alert for this old movie, uh, but you know she she was uh, put into a coma and then coming out of the hospital she dragged herself into a truck, but her legs weren't quite moving yet, and so she was sitting there staring at her feet, telling herself to just wiggle her toe, wiggle your pinky toe or something like that. And I clearly remember the scene, the shot of her feet, like. A, her feet aren't her feet aren't like the most glamorous feet out there, but I clearly remember it. her feet showed up on screen, and a lot of the audience gaps gasped, like audibly made had a reaction, like a visceral reaction to it. And I saw it, and it's like, okay, it's it's her feet. I mean, I'm not gonna be grossed out by her feet. Um, so I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really react either way. Um, but for the memes, I find it kind of funny for the memes. Um, so I, I just kind of got known on Twitch as the feet guy. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to roll with this. And that's it. Um, that's about, <laughs> it says he's not into feet, goes on about feet forever. <laughs> True. <laughs> Let me name all the feet. That's why I like Twit Tarantino so much. God, if you like feet and you... If you watch any Tarantino movie, I think it was the, what was the latest one. God, that's kind of totally in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Um, what is her name? Australian. Uh, she played oh, Harley Quinn. Oh, my God. That's right. The pussy wagon. <laughs> the car. Margot Robbie. Karen Margot Fugo. Robbie. Um, Margot Robbie had a shot of her in a theater with her feet up on the 
on the seat and they were dirty feet and it's just like, oh wow, he's leaning hard into it in this movie. But Damn, then, you know, I totally just... totally did not catch that. That's going to like I'm going to go through all of his movies now and I'm <laughs> Oh my god, there's so much. Like wow. even just even just shots of someone getting out of a car and you know, just see their shoes. I mean, usually like a, a lot of movies have those shots. I mean, it's not uncommon, but to to have it in a Tarantino film, it just hits extra hard because it's like, oh, there's another shot of feet. Tarantino, eleven feet. Interesting. And yeah. if you've just watch, um, he didn't direct it. Um, From Dust Till Dawn. Have you seen From yeah. Dust Till Dawn? The scene in the uh, the bar uh, when Salma Hayek comes. Uh, uh, onto the screen and does a little dance and there's a whole scene of uh, her pouring champagne down her leg and with her foot in Tarantino's mouth and he's drinking the champagne being poured into his mouth <laughs> he didn't direct the movie but I bet he had some input there and he <laughs> I bet I bet they shot that scene so many times oh my gosh yeah so long story short <laughs> Shocky, I am not a feet guy. Ed. I um I mean I don't find anything wrong with them. They are a nice Mendoza. They are a nice Mendoza. uh nice part of the human body. Um but if if I were to you know if you were to label me as a as a uh I don't know how you say, you know, how people are some, some people are feet people some people mm-hmm. are ass people. Some people are boob people. Mm-hmm. I'm probably a boob guy. I'll be, uh, the master booba. Yeah. Just, just talk to my wife about that. She'll, she can confirm it, <laughs> but yeah, there's the lore. It's the, it's the memes. Sorry, friend. Sorry to disappoint. I, 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 at least we have context now, you know. <laughs> That's what matters yeah. to me. Yeah. Uba connoisseur. <laughs> Uba aficionado. Uh, oh? Rin likes female butt? Oh my goodness. Those are, That's a nice body part, too. Oh but, um... <laughs> It does have a nice spot, you know. It is a nice body part too, but I'm a booba guy. You you inspired me to get the uh the Gideon moan on my channel. <laughs> I, I, I um, had it I had it saved and I just was trying to I was like, how what should I do with that? <laughs> I just, I thought I thought it would be weird to just have moans as sounds. <laughs> but after watching your stream, I was like, shit. People will just play moans. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't sure how it would go over. That was quite an experiment. I was just. I was just literally testing sounds on on my channel to see how they would go over. Like, would people redeem? Uh, uh, you know, these their channel points. Um, is it set too low? Is it set too high? I don't know. I was experimenting. 
I thought chat was, went nuts. I thought it was a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, and it's, you know, not, not only watching you play Dark Souls. Uh, I, I believe you chose a male character, right? Um, yeah, pretty sure I did. I'm, I'm, I've been watching a playthrough, a first playthrough, and he just, he also has a male character. He just gets hits con hit constantly as one does in these games. It's just, I can't get the sound out of my head. So as I was searching for sounds to add, I was like, well, Dark Souls. And then I'm like, well, this is the sound that lives in my head right now. So I'm going to search for the Dark Souls moan. There it was. It's so great. Uh, I, uh, oh, shoot. Actually, you might, you might appreciate these. I'm surprised people haven't tried them out yet. Probably because I made them pretty expensive, but I made a Jaws slash Dark Souls inspired sound clip. Oh. Uh, what else? There's another one. Oh, and do you, did you ever watch Keenan and Kel? Or do you, did you ever hear of that show? I, um, they're the ones that did uh, Good Burger. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So they were on Nickelodeon and had their own show mm -hmm. for yeah. quite a few seasons. Uh, and one of the things that was running in that show was one of the characters loved orange soda, like obsessed with orange soda. Mm -hmm. There's this whole song that he had and I replaced orange soda with dark souls. Um, <laughs> they're, they're both pretty awesome. They're both ridiculous, but they're. flask. <laughs> <laughs> is it true? Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, it's true. Ooh. Awesome. What's up, Chucky? Do, do, nope, no stranger than usual. Uh, yes, I did. Well, I, I put it all together, but like the background is not, I did not make that. Also, thank you, Red. That is very true. Um, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know how we got onto that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was also, uh, shocky. I was also complimenting retro on his starting soon screen. Pretty amazing on point on brand and just beautiful looking. And, um, I threw my shit together and like, I, I kind of ripped something off of, uh, I believe it's called Canva. They have a bunch of preloaded starting scene screen. I just took one off of there because I, I, once again, um, well, I don't know if we talked about it live, but talking about it in the green room, like putting all that effort into my own channel, it's a struggle for me sometimes. It's just like either just, you know, stop, stop, stop my ass from being lazy and getting the motivation to do it. And it's just, it's just a ton of things. Uh, I know Ret Retro, you touched on this, but so many things that ideas and thoughts of like, what can I do to change my channel, improve it in some way. And then 
I just get lost in the weeds and it's just like so many things, so many thoughts and I can't sort them out and I just end up doing nothing. Um, part of it's laziness, part of it's like, I'm not exactly sure what, uh, which exact, exact direction I want to head. Yeah. Yeah, I, I run into that. I mean, I still, you know, I was mentioning to you that I kind of deal with having too many too many ideas floating around, but I, I do hit that sometimes where, you know, I just like don't have the drive to do anything channel related, you know, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely feel that. I, it's weird. I, I, I wish that I could find a, the way to do it with other things but the more i've dived into like the souls community and my passion just in souls mm -hmm. other things have slowly become better you know like social interactions and mood yeah. um i don't god dang it, i can't remember where the heck i was going with that but uh, part of that is is what Zay is mentioning is the the creative process. Um, like I'd never really mm -hmm. had any reason to be creative before, but um, yeah, I guess that's that's how I have have fun with the different scenes and like the start starting screw starting schoon <laughs> starting scene screen because <laughs> uh, it's like I. It's it, it's just a branch of souls to me, you know. It's, mm -hmm. um. So I don't know. What's up, Recycle? Good to see you, dude. Hey, Recycle. Happy Sunday or happy Monday. But yeah, just interesting. And and honestly, you know, to your point too, like I, um. It's it's a weird space to be because so many people are, uh, you know, just defensive or jaded on the internet, which I totally get. The internet's crazy. Um, <laughs> but the the struggle I went through, like leading up to coming into the community to figure out streaming on my own was like so tough and uh part of like us getting together and um you know what i think the community does this community in particular does a really great job of is uh not leaving people not leaving people out you know yeah like i don't know i'm, I'm sure i'm sure there's people that feel that way but overall we do a pretty good job of making sure everybody is supported and hyped up and checked in on, um, which is just, I don't know, still, still blows my mind every day. <laughs> Doesn't make sense yeah. how awesome it is. Yeah, man. Well, since we're kind of talking about it, I'm curious what pushed you into streaming. I think you, you started, was it July 22, 2022? Is that correct? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh... Oof. GG's on first. It's always oh, so funny shit. when people get that, like, 40 minutes in. Yeah. GG <laughs> um, goofball. Yeah, yeah I, I'm curious how you got your start. I, uh... The last year, well, 2021 was just like a really really not good year for me um mm -hmm. and at the beginning of last year um i started uh therapy and funny enough i went on a you may have been in one of the streams where i mentioned this story but went on a uh retreat with my mother in the woods and mm -hmm. we drank things that <laughs> had us experience things uh and yeah after that i i had been in a really uh, just in a place where i like didn't have any purpose or any drive like i didn't know what i wanted to do i had worked a few pretty solid jobs uh like in IT and the auto industry and did not like I, I left those jobs miserable. Um, so I was kind of just trying to figure out like, what can I do? That's going to tap into what drives me and keeps me motivated. Um, and is also something that I can, you know, I can grow and and turn into something eventually. So uh, that was when I got into Game Boy modding, which very quickly uh, I realized was way too much work and not not covering bills. Which it's not like Twitch necessarily does that, but uh, I I decided at that point that I needed to dive into something that I felt I was even more passionate about and that was souls mm -hmm. um and yeah I that that was kind of I didn't I, I knew that I wanted it to turn into something but I truly didn't think that it was going to happen the way that it has um so yeah, it's been been an awesome awesome year plus. <laughs> that was the very short version. No, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. That's interesting to know or to hear. Cause yeah, I I can't even remember when exactly did we meet. Was it in Shai's channel? Maybe. I think Shai raided into you at oh, one point. Okay. And that kind of is what put me or put you on, on my radar. Um and yeah, just that first first time in your channel was just like, okay, all right. Easy follow, super cozy. <laughs> um All right. Yeah, Shai, speaking of supportive people on the in this space. One of the most supportive people I've met. Yeah, she's live right she's now. She's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. I 
it's it's kind of cool because like i you know i still rely on all of you a ton every single day uh but when i first got into this there was like a like i was completely on my own diving into something that i knew i enjoyed but i enjoyed it on my own you know mm -hmm. yeah. um and meeting people like like shy like rin like you like shocky um like those those people those interactions are what you know like i said earlier um or what allowed me to keep pushing and keep keep going um yeah because otherwise it was just it was me streaming by myself playing games that you know i had interest in but part of part of the the love that i had with them is you know watching the the body videos and the the lore breakdowns and uh the the community you know so finally being able to tap into that was just totally what opened up pandora's box mm -hmm. that's awesome Chat's amazing. Yeah. Just gotta say that. I am, yeah. I am reading chat as it goes by. If I don't, not always. <laughs> Shocky. Not I'm not always. <laughs> not always. We may not always be responding to every single chat here, but I'm seeing them. And yeah, thank you so much, chat. You guys are amazing. You did not I read saw this retro all the time, all the time. <sighs> yeah. As soon as I like, honestly, as soon as I came across shy i was just like okay there's actually wholesome people in the souls community and then at mm -hmm. that point like i just yeah i mean it hasn't stopped i've just hung out in her channel and everybody else's channel pretty much every day since yeah it, it it's it kind of caught me by surprise to be honest to find this many wholesome souls people um, you know, I, 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 you know, I always thought of, um, online or internet gamers being toxic, just like hearing things about, um, other games. Let's just, let's just say call of duty, for example. Uh, I hear things all the time about people doing some stupid shit and saying stupid shit to each other. Um, and then to, to to see that the opposite in, in the souls community where everyone's like super nice to each other um i'm not gonna say 100 percent of everyone but i say the vast majority of people i've met at least they all just kind of they all just want to help each other at the end of the day and support each other no matter no matter the skill level whether it's like the best of the best oh my, oh, or like <laughs> oh shit oh. manda welcome in Welcome in, Raiders. Hello, hello. Speaking of wholesome souls, people. Seriously, right? How are you? Harry. And a Magis. Happy Sunday, everybody. Magis. Windows again. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello. Anybody in the chat that isn't following Bolt, 
definitely go follow her. Not only is she the best item in Bloodborne, she is super kind, has one of the greatest giggles on Twitch, uh, and can more than likely kick your ass in Bloodborne. <laughs> True. Thank you so much for the raid bolt. Uh, good old Pete and I are here just chit-chatting, talking about, God, stream stuff, life stuff, soul stuff, all the, all the stuff. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of wholesome people on Twitch and soul people, man, is definitely one of the, one of the nicest that I've met. I'll probably say this about everybody, but it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, 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 you know, lurking in communities, lurking on people's channels and seeing how much positivity there is for the most part and seeing how much support there is. Um, and it, it just, you know, it just feels great to belong to uh, a community such as this where everyone just tries to lift each other up because we all know how hard these games are. These games are brutal. And we, at the end of the day, we all just want to see each other succeed, whether or not uh, we actively backseat and help or we just watch and just cheer and support people on when they finally do the thing. It's just so amazing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that was, you know, I think I, I joined Shy's stream when she was, uh, still in the middle of, um, Orphan. And I'm not sure how long she had been at it when I jumped in, mm -hmm. but, you know, that, that to me at, at this point in the seven or so months that I've been streaming, that is my like most memorable community moment is when she finally got orphan. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't, I just, you know, anybody that goes through challenge runs or even just these games, just casually, like, you know, how challenging they are and mm -hmm. the the mental that you go through kind of like beating yourself up when it's not going so smoothly um yeah like i can i can say right now that there's go thank you for the sub um there's no there's no way that i would have decided to you know, play Sekiro or any of the other Souls games, probably, um, without having people around. Um, and I certainly would not have finished them if those people hadn't stuck around throughout it. So, mm -hmm. it's a really weird, really weird but awesome uh, balance that the community between one another yeah 
Yeah, I, I, I do remember how I found Shy too, and random, very random. It wasn't even through any Souls or Bloodborne gamer. Um, Dehan, Dehan's wife, does a history podcast. I'm gonna plug it right now, Vihan. It's called Civics and Coffee, and she's actually what inspired me to to start or to try out podcasting. And that's so cool. Anyway, I'm not trying to plug myself with the podcast, but I, I, you know, I, I, she, she started her podcast journey. She was on Twitter, made a bunch of history Twitter friends, and on on that list, uh, I connected with somebody called the Tattooed Historian. And I found out he had a Twitch channel and he generally plays games like World of Tanks, World of Warships, uh, historical type based games, does history interviews, so on and so forth. Very history themed channel. And I was lurking. Ah, nice retro. Um, Nice plug there. Um, I was lurking on his channel and he raided into Shy. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I, you know, I come back to the channel and I see somebody fighting Orphan. Like, what? I wasn't following any Souls person. What, what happened? And then uh, it didn't take very long for me to 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 follow Shy and and uh, know that it was a great place to hang. And I'm I'm with you on Retro uh, when. When she finally prevailed, when she was victorious, I remember that moment clearly, and I remember the support from everybody there. I was—I think Vehan was streaming too at the time. Yeah, he was streaming. I know that for a fact because I interrupted whatever the hell he was streaming or rambling on about and said, "Stop what you're doing right now. Shall I just be orphan?" And he took the time to just pop into the Shy's channel. And to say congrats uh, during his stream. So um, the community, by and large, has been so supportive of so supportive of her. And uh, I mean, and she's been super supportive of everyone else. So it's you know it's it's a two way street there. But um, it's so great to see that uh, such a momentous moment was shared by many people, and many people were just. So happy, so happy for her. And uh, I would have never thought something like that would happen for a game such as this. Um, a game so so brutal and so brutally hard. Um, yeah, it just completely blew me away to see the outpouring of support that people have for each other, no matter what challenge they're going through, no matter the challenges. And... Um, yeah, even just going through the game casually is challenging enough, you know. Um, and I was chilling on Mikolash TV, his channel, and he was telling somebody, like, he, he's one of the best runners I know of uh Dark Souls 3 in particular, but a lot of he, he plays Dark Souls 1 and other games as well. But he's like one of the best challengers, challenge runners that I know. And he was just saying to somebody in his chat, saying like, you know, whatever challenge you want to do, that's on you, it's up to you. Even just playing the game again with a different weapon 
can be a challenge in itself. You don't have to do hit this. Um, you can do, you know, he just kept giving examples of things that are just like um, not too uh, not too far away from what you normally do for the base game, but it's an it's like an approachable uh, a way to look at challenge running in a more approachable light, because some some people may think that okay to be a challenge runner I have to do hit this runs, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, he made it very clear that you can just uh, do anything, and it's really any any challenge that you want to put forth yourself. Sure, you know it's basically your own challenge, and don't let anyone tell you what is good enough for a challenge. You know he's basically saying all that. Um, it's good to see someone like him say that because um, sometimes you forget that you know. Challenge runners that have been doing it for so long, that have been doing hitless runs for so long, they still, it's good to see that they still know and understand that, you know, not everyone is is going to find hitless runs approachable in the beginning. And to get your foot in the door in any challenge run, you could do various number of things. Yeah. And it's very good to see. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's super cool. That's, uh, I I remember going through that with Fire Giant and you know being on the fence about using the the rune arcs um, <clears throat> and you know all it took was people like uh, hey what's up Sand welcome in um, people like like recycle and blanks and. Uh, Aaron, I mean, there's there's tons of people there. Um, you know that it's it it's your run, like you you make it what you want it to be. Um, yeah, and it you know to to that like to what we were just kind of covering, like it it almost makes me feel like challenge runs aren't aren't about getting through the game in a more challenging way. It's like the the challenge is um yeah i don't know at least for me it's it it's myself like being able to to know that i stuck with something like that from start to finish yeah it's more it's more that than it is what it actually was if that makes sense mhm mm um no it does make sense it does make sense actually yeah, because like anyone can learn, anyone can learn the mechanics of a game. Anyone can study a game. Anyone can learn how to break a game, so on and so forth. But um, yeah, it really is the real challenge is your, yourself. And uh, exactly, say it's conquer yourself, conquer your enemy. Yeah, it's what I found is just yeah, making sure, or being able to make sure. I can mentally do it. It's the biggest thing. It's the hardest, one of the hardest things about it. And not a lot of people talk about that. Not a lot of people talk about the the mental aspect of challenge running. Um, that can some in some ways be like your biggest enemy, and then your biggest hurdle. And yeah, 
the challenge run is hard. Yeah, the game is hard, but um, if you can truly climb over the mental hurdles, uh, that's that's you've almost won already. But I, I understand how hard, how very hard that can be. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to to that like. What what is your what is your mental journey been like in in this you know because for for those that don't know uh, in the chat also chat thank you so much I I, I know I'm missing um, quite a bit I appreciate you all being here saying it's super good to see you um, happy Monday uh, but for those that don't know uh, Pete I believe it's been it's been a month. Um, is now on Team Hitless Adept, uh, which if you want to kind of go into um, what that is. Uh, I'm sure people can probably get a sense of Hitless, but yeah, yeah. So uh, Hitless Adept. Um, well, let me just start with Team Hitless. Uh, if if yeah. if you're not familiar with what that is, uh, anyone in chat? Um, well, I'm gonna uh, scoot back a little more. I I I do remember getting into these games, and I I remember Vehan. Uh, this guy comes up a lot <laughs> when I when I talk. The two of us are very integrated. Um, anyway, I remember him telling me there's this guy that has beaten demon souls without getting hit. And I was, my jaw dropped to the floor. I was like, no way, this is impossible. This is fake, no way. And he showed me, he showed me the YouTube of, uh, his name is the, the Happy Hob. One, he's, he's probably one of the, the more uh, visible people in the uh, Hitless community. Legend. And yeah, I, I watched his run. I watched several of his runs and just thought, okay, there's no way I would ever do this. And years go by, Behan and I chat more and more about Hitless runs. He always jokes about how I'm going to be doing them. I'm like, you're stupid, dude. I just no way I can do these. This is impossible. Um and he just kept plugging away and kept pushing that thought into my head. It wasn't until uh, I did Bloodborne BL4, which uh, I'm sure many people here are familiar with. Uh, Bloodborne BL4, lowest level that you could be in Bloodborne. BL4 stands for Blood Level 4. And I took it the extra step. I didn't want to just do uh, a, well, I don't mean this in, in a bad way, like a, a, a vanilla BL4. Um, I wanted to take it to the next level. And so what I decided on was I'm going to do BL4, but of course I'm not going to wear any armor. I'm not going to use my gun. I'm not going to use any blood vials or healing items. Not I'm not going to use any consumables. It's just going to be me hitting the R1 button all day long. And I, I thought about this challenge run in my head. And I, and, and we're going, once again, talking about mental hurdles. 
many times I, I doubted myself before even starting it saying, there's no way I can do this. No possible way. It seems super hard. BL4 is hard enough. Why would I do this? And then I did a little testing offline. I played up to the Cleric Beast, which is like the first boss, to see if I could just do it. BL4, no healing. And I was able to do it one time. It's like, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. And then I started streaming it and got up to Shadows of Yarnum and hit a wall and then thought, fuck, should I, can I do this? Should I continue this? Um, and then several times just hit walls, but I kept plugging away, kept going at it, eventually triumphed and beat the entire game, BL4, with my restrictions. That felt, that felt, Pretty amazing, not going to lie. And then, uh, because I did the run in the way I did, by not using any blood vials or anything, it really, really forced me to learn all the bosses. I mean, BL4 will make you learn the bosses anyway, but there's a little wiggle room, right? You get hit, you can heal. Uh, but if I get hit, it's pretty devastating. I can't heal uh, in my runs. So I, you know, I had to learn the bosses even more so. And then I thought, well, if I know the bosses that well, what if I try a hitless run? And then I watched a guide. I watched Goes on Ghost, also like one of the biggest challenge runners in the Bloodborne community. Goes on Ghost is amazing. Ghost put together a um, a guide for a no hit run, and it was a little like. Uh, Ghost ran through the game and explained a little bit, but it was kind of bare bones. It was kind of like, oh, I just use the pellet here, buff here, kill the boss sort of thing. Um, and it's, so I just had to watch and an emulate what Ghost did to the best of my ability. I, I didn't find everything to work that works for me, but I was able to grab enough to put together a run for myself. And so... I started streaming that, and then um, I actually got the run offline, which um, I kind of wish I got online, but at the same time, I only stream twice a week, so I don't always have the opportunity to do runs. A lot of hitless runners stream a lot, and so they have a little more, um, they do the runs a little more often, and I didn't want to get rusty, so I did it offline, and I was able to get the run. Um, submitted that to Team Hitless. They accept, accepted me into the team. And then I wasn't done. I wanted to do a BL4 any percent Hitless run on Bloodborne. And then um, to give myself a mental break, this sounds kind of funny, but to give myself a mental break, I started running Dark Souls 1 Hitless. And I clearly remember... Uh, my first time doing Dark Souls 1 Hitless, Wolfie came into my chat and he's like, this is not a mental break. What are you doing, gamer? <laughs> and he was kind of right, but like I wanted a little variety. Yeah. But then I'm still, you know, flexing the the, the no-hit muscles, so to speak, working those muscles out, those mental muscles. So I was still doing um, something adjacent to my Bloodborne run. Um, and then, you know, I got my BL4 run. Uh on a random day, on a random stream, and I remember this because 
I was drinking that day. And I remember Vehan was saying that he was going to stream that day too, but he was going to be late. So I'm like, well, let me fill the time, drunk Master Pete. This is a good idea. I'm going to run uh, my run while a little bit under the influence. But somehow, some way, I, I was able to get the BO4 run that day and then rave into Vehan into his stream. And then um, after that, I ran my Dark Souls run. I did a lot of that offline too, and was able to get that offline as well. And um, those are the three runs I have. And I got that third run, I think around uh, Thanksgiving, I would say. Um, and then uh, maybe a month later or so, I was chilling in your uh, Discord retro, and I saw Recycle. Recycle Ben was saying how um, they just got the the hitless adept. Uh, they just joined that team or got invited to the team. I'm like, that's awesome! Congrats to you, gamer. And then I'm I'm I said, I remember saying in your chat, uh, it's like, I think I just need one more run to get it. You know, and then I, I, I go back and read the rules, like actually read. Because uh, this is how I play the Souls games, too. I just like speed run through dialogue and just kind of like whatever. <laughs> Even my Elden Ring first playthrough. Yeah. Um, I didn't know who most of these people were. And when I finally finished my Elden Ring playthrough and people were talking about these NPCs, I'm like, who the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of like kill things in the games. I don't really pay attention to lore that much. Yeah. So when I reread the rules of what you need to do to um, qualify, they said the rules are a little loose, but they said you need three runs of a certain type. Maybe you get three any percents, like Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, for example. Or you do a crazy run like Bloodborne, all bosses plus DLC, or you do a combination of Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 1, SL1, something like a lot of these different combinations. When I was, um, that's a little sus. When I was rereading the rules, <laughs> what is going on? When I was rereading the rules, I'm like, hang on a second. I think I qualify. And then I'm like, well, I'm not sure. Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't uh, apply. I, I, there's that, that feeling of like, oh no, you, you didn't, your runs aren't good enough sort of thing. Um, again, the mental thing. Um, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna contact uh, Swed, one of the uh, admins there. And I messaged him and he's right away. He said, okay, I sent you an invite. I'm like, that's it. That was that easy. <laughs> I thought he would be like, okay, let's take a look at your runs. We're going to take a three week process and really look at your, you know, they're like, nah, you're, you're good. And then I kind of thought, you know, other thoughts that went through my head were like, uh, well, if I apply to this team, um, does it mean I'm locked into hit list content forever? Uh, the quick answer was no, but um, I kind of thought it would peg me or put me into a hole. And again, Vehan, 
like he's been a, a good solid rock to lean on throughout all this shit. I talked to him about it and he said, I know you, Master Pete. You're gonna be playing these games forever. And it, and you're not gonna have a problem pushing out or doing uh hitless content forever. You're gonna play these games. I know how much you love these games. It's not going to be an issue. And I'm like, you're right. And he also made a, a good point too that it doesn't it doesn't mean I'm locked into this kind of content because I've seen other hitless runners take breaks, take mental breaks, play other games, um, and uh, they they may even take a long extended break, or they may never come back to it, and that's fine too. But it still doesn't take away the title or joining the team. And so if it wasn't clear, Hitless, there's Team Hitless, right? That just, it's any Soulsborne game or FromSoft game, primarily those games, you, you can get a no-hit run on. They've added, they've since added um, more games. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kind of glancing at chat. No, you're good. <laughs> um, they've added more games so like there's Resident Evil, there's Hollow Knight so there's the, those games too but the, 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 the I think it, it all stemmed from the Souls games and has they've added more games as they've gone along but uh, when I say primarily that's what I mean where it's their focus is their start and focus was you know Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1 through 3 Bloodborne, Sekiro um, Elden Ring. And so you just need a hit list in one of those games to join the team. But if you continue your hit list journey and you and you get three hit list runs of a certain type, you can join the Adept team. And that, that's just the next level of hit list. Where um, uh, I, I think it's just, it's meant for the runners, the hit list runners that continue their hit list journey versus some people do their hitless, get one hitless run and do something else, uh, which is fine too. Um, you know, it's all it's all acceptable. It's all kosher. Nobody judges anybody for how however far they want to take it. Um, so yeah, I, I've just joined Hitless Adept uh, as of a few weeks ago, if not a month ago, uh, and it. I'm not gonna lie; it feels kind of strange because. I'm so used to seeing that team name under someone like Mikolash mm -hmm. um, and and Swed and uh, uh, Perpetual Resurrection. There's a bunch of streamers I follow that have that uh, uh, that have that team under their name, and I've you know I've always looked up to them. I still do, and to now be a part of the same team doesn't make sense in my head and it kind of here's the mental game again it kind of it kind of feels like well um how am i a part of the same team as they are like they're, they're far superior runners than me they're better they've done they have more experience um but i don't think anyone really looks at it like that except myself you know like yeah um it's the mental game of Am I good enough? Uh, can I do this? Um, 
And as I was going through my entire hit list journey, I question that every day. It's like, am I good enough to get a hit list run? Um, can I do this? Uh, and when I got, after I got my first one, then I thought maybe I, I got lucky. Maybe I got lucky. I need another one to prove my worth. And then when I got my BL4 run, it's like, well, this is just one game. Then I'm, maybe maybe I should get another game to to show that I can do it in another game. And I did that. And then now I'm in the same cycle of like, am I good enough? Um, but I shouldn't look at it like that, like that. And nobody should look at it like that. And I've said this time and time again, and I need to take my own advice where it is my own journey. It is my challenge run. It is my mountain to climb. And I should never compare myself to others. Everyone else is on their own journey. Um, I know you, Retro, you're doing challenge runs. You're doing, um, I think you're doing an accidental challenge run too with uh, Sekiro, if I'm not mistaken. You rang the demon bell, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that myself too, where I've just like, my first playthrough, I do something, something uh, that makes the game harder on accident. It's like, well, I'm sticking with it now. Um, but yeah, I, I just need to keep it in my head that I shouldn't compare. Um, Cause I, I keep thinking like, I'm not as good as someone else, but um, I'm on my own journey. These are my challenge runs. Uh, there's no reason for me to, to get more runs than anyone else. It's not about anyone else. It's about it's like me, it's my personal journey. And I should realize and remember that um, I don't need to get these runs quickly. I don't need to get these runs to prove anything to anyone except for just making myself happy and just to fulfill my challenge run and fulfill my needs. And it's hard, it's hard to remember that sometimes. And uh, yeah, as I was alluding to earlier, as I was talking about, anyone can learn how to do these runs, like the gameplay, learning the gameplay isn't the hardest part. It's the mental, it's the mental part. Like me thinking to myself that maybe I'm not good enough to do these runs. Every time I get hit, it's just like, it, it's, it's kind of weird, but every time I got hit, I felt like the worst gamer in the world. Whereas like, okay, come calm down, Master Pete. You're doing a hard run in a hard game. So take a look, take a step back, get some perspective and just know that, you know, this is me giving myself a pep talk, but Pete, just know that you can do this. Just keep grinding. Um, and everyone in the community, like I have these thoughts too, like when I part of, you know, the, the go live anxiety thoughts of like, you know, God, if I don't PB today, everyone's going to know I'm a fake gamer. Like kind of, kind of that kind of thought in my head. Yeah. Um, but it's okay to not do well that day. And I hope 
I know it, it kind of feels uncomfortable for me in the moment when that happens, but I hope anyone watching knows that uh, that's how the journey goes. It's not always going to be PB every day. It's not always going to be great. It's going to be ups and downs. And it's okay to have those bad days. Um, anyway, long story short, Hitless Adept. I joined the team a few weeks ago, and I'm happy to be a part of it. I, I don't see any signs of not doing Hitless content uh, in the near future. Um, I love it. I love doing it. Um, as cursed as it can be, and as, as you know, as tough as it can be sometimes mentally, I still see myself doing it. So being a part of Adept makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me and my, my journey. That's fucking awesome. Um, it's funny you, you, you ended that by saying it just made sense. And, um, I don't, I don't think I, I realized until you joined exactly what the difference was between hitless and hitless adept, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's funny hearing you talk about your experience and how, you know, seeing that little, that little name next to your name and comparing yourself to people like Miko um because i i mean i i go through the same thing and i'm sure a lot of people in chat go through the same thing as well um and uh yeah i i i can confidently say it's people like you and people like miko that um that are authentic through those runs that that make it so approachable for for newer people um yeah yeah so it's uh yeah i don't know i i've definitely gone through that but you know it just uh, getting to getting to connect with with guys like you and and other other people throughout the community that um that go through that that mental piece of it among all the other pieces um yeah i'm sure i'm sure everybody everybody has that um that battle yeah everybody the best of the best runners and and uh, you're welcome tfc but like um um, what was this? Dino, Dino Sindgyle, another prominent member of the Hitless community. Amazing challenge runner. I watched one of his guides too for Dark Souls. Very detailed. But um, he recently got the God Run 3. And if you don't know what that is, it is beating Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1 through 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Elden Ring, all back to back, in whatever order you want without getting hit a single time 
every single game. Mine, it's like, how? How does someone do this? And he did it, and someone interviewed him and said, he said the exact same thing that I said. Um, and when I read read his words, it inspired me because he said, you know, uh, the mental the mental game is the most challenging thing. Like he had he had doubts about himself. Like he thought he maybe he, he couldn't do this. Um, it doesn't matter what where you're at in your journey. Whether you're an experienced runner like Dino Sengal, whether you're even thinking about doing any challenge run, getting over the mental hurdles of can I do this is really the hardest part. Yeah. And I encourage anyone thinking about a challenge run, or I mean, if even if you don't play a Souls game and you're thinking about picking up a Souls game, that's challenging in and of itself. I encourage you to try it. And it's going to be tough. And no matter what you do, no matter what challenge run you do, um, we just know that with enough persistence and believing in yourself, and you can definitely do it. Anyone can do it. And we all, you know, go through them at different rates, different paces, different skill levels. But really, we all uh, get through them at some point. Um, and it's so cool to see your runs retro and to see you go through like even just first playthroughs, like I said, even the first playthroughs are challenging. Um, and to see you progress and to see, uh, I think I've told you this before, but to see, like, uh, let me give you an example of the nameless King. Walk, watching you walk in there for the first time, just get absolutely slaughtered <laughs> so many times. And then little by little, little by little, you start picking up on the movesets. You start lasting longer in the fights. You start getting to phase two consistently. And then finally try, you know, finally seeing you triumph. Seeing that progression from noob to you know victory is amazing and we all love to see it no matter where any of us are like i've i've played ds3 many times over and it was exciting for me to see there may be someone who's never played dark souls 3 that was watching you i bet they were excited to see you be victorious and there could be someone anywhere in between to see it we all just love these games so much that it's it's not like okay look at me i'm a hitless runner i'm only gonna watch hitless content uh it's not the case we just love watching souls content no matter where it is in the journey um yeah i i i personally do love hitless runs but i do love um first playthroughs as well and Challenge runs such as your RL1 run in Elden Ring. Um, it's just so fun to see people play these games. And I still learn things. I still learn things to this day from any, people's playthroughs, whether it be um, Chai playing Bloodborne, you playing your runs, Behan playing his uh, 
Sekiro um, first playthrough. I hope he sticks with it. If you're still a Vehan, stick with it, please. Uh, I've seen Shocky play Souls a few times. Um, recycle. I see you pop up in the chat, but seeing his enthusiasm and his runs for Elden Ring, amazing. Yeah. It's all good to see. Yeah, We all love to see it. Yeah, it, it's... I don't, it, it's, it's really interesting. Like I, you know, the, there's like emotions that you experience going through challenge runs that, you know, there's some people that can take those and, uh, take their experiences and their emotions and feelings that they get in that, that moment and be, constructive with them or they can be uh what's the right word um just the first thing that comes to mind is is egotistical um mm -hmm. yeah and there's just like a real genuine pride amongst everybody um of like getting to getting to share those experiences whether it's the first time playthrough or the you know challenge run victory or the the hitless run completion like um mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i i my mom luckily was very adamant growing up about uh expressing gratitude and I don't think that I have felt more of it in the last six or seven months than I've have ever combined. Like it's, it's, it's like every day, every stream, there's some, some person, some situation that, um, is just a reminder of how awesome the community is and what keeps the community so close. Um, Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of beautiful there, but... to see. No, it's, it's it's beautiful to see. And it's, yeah, uh, you do bring up a good point. Sometimes it's just it's 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 nice to see just people cheering other people on. Anyone that's like in your chat cheering you on, just cool to see. Um, what I want to know is about you. I I know you have you. you your love of the Souls games kind of pushed you into into the Twitch land, shall we speak? Shall we say? Um, what pushed you towards challenge running? Like, what was your first challenge run? Was it was it an SL one? I can't I can't quite remember. Uh, um, it it is it's it's the RL one. Um, RL one, okay. Yeah. Uh, I I mean the biggest influence has been connecting with people like you and blanks and recycle and uh you know I I think initially even though I had uh I had gotten into the community 
from Shai's channel, and she was doing a BL4. A lot of the people that I watched weren't doing challenge runs and speed runs and stuff. Um, it was mm -hmm. a lot of like first plays and um so I think once I started just hanging around your channel and blanks and uh there was that initial initial fear of uh taking a game that's already challenging and making it more challenging automatically means that the people that do that are really mean and <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> um, so as soon as I, as soon as I realized that that was not the case, um, you know, I, I, I guess I, I was in a place or I was in an environment where I could actually safely feel like, Hey, I could maybe consider trying this at some point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um versus being in another environment where you know you are dealing with people that are shitty and you know you don't have any confidence that you can do it like um which was kind of the kind of the place i was in by myself um was just constantly tearing tearing down um so but the, the no, what was it? Fist only Gundir was, I think, the. Right. Yeah, that was like the thing, the event that got wheels turning a bit, I think. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so Shocky, you're not too wrong thinking it was Dark Souls 3. was where yeah. he got his challenge run training wheels. That's yeah. what I yeah. That's what I vaguely remember too. It's like, oh, Elden Ring was really your first challenge run, but then, um, also I do want to say that your Dark Souls three first playthrough, you you didn't use the best weapon, <laughs> so once again, you accidentally did a challenge run there, you accidentally nerfed yourself, and you made the game harder on yourself, so your victories were that much more sweet. Yeah, and I and I. I definitely can say that, you know, the way that I've gone with the games post Elden Ring, uh, mm -hmm. has has made me walk away appreciating them that much more. Yeah, um, the fact that I chose like the Great Scythe. Um, at the time, I was you know obviously, it was a little rocky, but. <laughs> you know, the, the big picture once again um it was definitely well worth the process. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um I mean I I know I had a I had some actual questions for you. I so I am curious. You you have a very rich uh knowledge of music and seems like just entertainment in general. Mm -hmm. So with that, what is Master Pete's favorite movie? Okay. This one this one's kind of tough because I have two answers. Okay. <laughs> um will accept both. <laughs> I think I would go there's two yeah, there's two of them. 
Thank you. Um, one of them would be Big Trouble in Little China. Um, it's a uh, shoot. Did that come out in the nineties or eighties? Can't quite remember, but it was from my childhood. It's directed by John Carpenter, and uh, John Carpenter is primarily known for Halloween, and he's also known for composing his own soundtracks. And if anyone remembers his soundtracks, um, they're very synth, synthy. Late 1980s, thank you, Cooley. It was very synth-driven. Um, it wasn't, I, I can't, I don't believe it was a stylistic choice. I think it was budgetary. It's like, well, I don't have much money to spend on a movie. I'm just going to compose my shit on a keyboard sort of thing, a synthesizer, and uh, keep the cost down that way. And a lot of that music that he wrote back then is now synthwave uh, today. Um, anyway, Big Trouble in Little China, one of my favorite movies from my childhood. I remember recording it on a, you all know what a VHS tape is, old ass uh, brick of a, of a physical media that you pop into a VCR to watch your movies. They used to play that movie on TV and I recorded it off the TV. And all these fucking commercials are in it. So what I did was I transferred it to a new tape and I cut the commercials out. And uh, that was a whole process back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, wore out that damn tape. I love that movie so much. Um, Another movie I really love is Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Um, I have a clear memory of, for some reason, well, okay, so seeing the trailers for it, seeing all the behind the scenes uh, uh, spotlights and features of of specifically the special effects of seeing like the T-1000 transform was like so cool. And for some reason, I wasn't able to see it release day um maybe a week or two later my dad uh took me to see it and uh me and my dad never watch movies together that way he never goes to the theater he's not really he was not really interested in um western cinema as much he you know my parents are vietnamese immigrants uh, refugees from the vietnam war and they didn't have that much interest in going out to the movies. They generally stuck to watching you know, TV at home or going to the local uh, video rental store. And it was specifically Vietnamese ones. And they would carry all these Vietnamese films. And those are the kinds of movies my parents would watch. I would usually go to the movies with you know, um, my brother or sister cousins, etc. the younger generation. So my dad, so my dad saw that um, I made it very clear to my dad, I was so excited. I really wanted to see this movie. So he decided to take me. And my mind was blown. It was amazing. The movie was awesome. The special effects were awesome. The movie was a little long. Because I remember by the end of it, I had a, I had a piece so bad, but I, I didn't want to leave didn't want to miss a minute of the movie. And 
you know, that movie has a special place in my heart, not only because it's, it's amazing, but my, you know, it is a memory I have with my dad who has, you know, he, he passed away several years ago. I want to say, fuck, has it been that long? It's been almost 20 years and I can't believe it um, that he's been gone that long. Um, so yeah, when I was little kiddo, little-ish kiddo, right, Scotty, big trouble in little China. Um, that really cool martial arts action. It is a little, it is a little cheesy by today's standards. Like watching it today, I'm sure if someone new to the movie of a younger generation sees it, they may think it's a little corn, corny, cornball. And I get it, I understand, but I love it. Um, and then like Terminator 2, um, it's like way more serious. It does have moments of humor too, but um, that's still one of my favorite movies. I can still watch either of those movies over and over and over again. Um, what about what about you, Retro? What what's your favorite film? Well, first I have to say Terminator Two is definitely up there in most viewed movies for me. Like hell yeah, such a such a great movie. Um, oh, um. That's really tough. Um, yeah, that's why I had to give you two answers. I couldn't. I couldn't just give you one. Uh, so I would have to say one would be Jurassic Park. Oh um, yeah, because that was the, apparently I, I was taken to that movie at three years old. Obviously, I don't call that. <laughs> um but it it was my first movie and it is easily the movie I've watched the most times. Um mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything that really is close to that. Uh I well, well, I, well, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm, uh, I'm just curious what you have thought of any of the following sequels. Uh, Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, and then the new ones um, with uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, hmm. May lose friends here. <laughs> <laughs> so quick take is the first three have become even better with the new ones out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first one, like Jurassic World, the first one was, yeah. I think, really done well as like the, you know, what was it? 20 year, 20 year return or something like that to the franchise. I thought it was a, a really awesome movie and I've, Rewatched that one quite a few times, but the third one is it the third one? Yeah, third one, right? The Dominion that's the most recent one, right? 
Yeah, <laughs> I believe so. I haven't. I don't think I've seen the the that movie. Gotcha. Yeah, I the the most recent two are are not that great, and the mm-hmm. the most recent I actually was considering walking out of. Wow. Yeah, which I haven't walked out of a movie since The Ring Two. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I, yeah, for, for me at least, uh, of course, the original is the best one, but everything since then has not, has just not even come close, in my opinion. Yeah. And then seeing, you know, seeing the, the, the reboot or whatever with Chris Pratt is like, cool. It's like, uh, hey, we did it again, except there's a hella bigger dinosaur. Like, come on. Yeah. Got ideas. It was still fun to see people farting around with dinosaurs. I'm not gonna lie, but still, still was didn't didn't hold up to. Yeah. Um, the original. And the fact, like the the original, still to this day, like I I don't care what anybody says, the original movie looks better than all of the others. Yeah. Um, and it's it's all because of the animatronics that they did like yeah yeah not the same yeah i uh i recently watched a uh not a film i really recommend unless it's your you have very specific interest a movie called terrifier oh yeah it's (laughs) it's a horror it's a horror film um featuring art the clown um and it's essentially this crazy, crazed serial killer, uh, or um, what do they call it? Slasher, slasher movie, very gory and violent. What I appreciated about it is the practical effects. Um, like they actually used, you know, uh, physical uh, molds of gore uh, instead of going computer generated route and still to this day no matter how good it looks no matter how much they advance the technology to make computer generated gore or any effects for that matter to your point Jurassic Park the practical effects just something about it just looks so good it's like so much more more real yeah yeah I agree um um hmm yeah, like similar to the Jurassic Park franchise, anything they they keep trying to do with the Terminator franchise, I'm just like not again. They're doing it, they're trying it again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll watch it because I'm just maybe there's a small chance that it'll be it'll hold a candle to the first two films, and it just never lives up to it, no matter how hard they try. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, talking about good, good series, or at least in my in my opinion, um, and I I was thinking of what the last movie was that I I saw with my dad, uh, which I'm pretty sure was me dragging him to see John Wick two. 
and like the day before we had i had made him watch john wick one uh-huh. um and he was just so hyped to go go <laughs> see the the follow-up um, oh, awesome but those those are i don't know i probably like from a a actual professional acting standpoint aren't the greatest movies but <laughs> they hit they hit all my check boxes so yeah <laughs> true like uh yeah even looking back on big trouble in little china it wasn't super well acted i mean there were some good performances but like i don't know it, it adds to that it adds to it in a way that corny cheese ball mm-hmm. uh, factor you just can't you just can't like you can't always quantify and so yeah seeing keanu reeves act like keanu reeves <laughs> in those movies really adds something to it like you, i don't see anyone else playing that role um you know it could be like the actoriest actor ever like um I, I can't think of an example i don't know benedict cumberbatch excellent actor i feel like he'd be too good like when keanu reeves delivers those lines it's just something about it hits it's a certain way that yeah um you can't you can't capture it with just like acting skills it's kind of it's almost lack of acting skill that brings that out it's kind of i love those funny movies. you mentioned you mentioned that because there's like a there's a similar plot uh i think it was called happy with the the guy that does better call saul uh what's his name shit was it um it's the it's saul the, the main guy the movie um, was called nobody right oh that's bob... right nobody yeah oh thank you rookie uh yeah bob odenkirk Odin. yep okay that's it also apparently uh, a feet guy in case you wanted to know <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a that was actually one of those times where i went into that thinking this is going to be just a straight john wick ripoff which it was yeah. but it yeah. somehow worked mm-hmm. yeah like I, I, agree. I don't know how he pulled off that that john <laughs> wickiness but he, he did it yeah i i had very low expectations for that very similar to you it's like, okay he's trying to be john wick let's see how this goes and i i didn't mind it it was it was fun well, I uh, so one thing I want to say is I don't know when your uh your cutoff is. So at any point, when you need to, when Master Pete's needs to get the Master sleeps, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> I will. I will. No problem. Cool. Um. Uh. Knowing these actors and stuff with feet personalities. <laughs> <laughs> Very plugged into the feet lore. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Three and Treasure Planet, my two favorites. 
Interesting that he chose episode three. Chalky. Um, if we're talking about, well, I guess we're talking about Star Wars now. Uh, episode five is mine. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah, I can't go wrong with that one. We'll go down a slight rabbit hole here, but um, Vehan Vehan talks about this too. Again, I keep talking about this fucker about this guy i don't know why but he, he tells the story that i enjoy every time about uh how he met this group of younger younger folks and how they would talk about the star wars trilogy and it eventually would come out that you know they the trilogy they were referencing is one two three and their feelings on the original trilogy, four, five, and six, uh, are not so favorable. <laughs> and so it hurts his heart. And it hurt- <laughs> there he goes. It hurts his soul every time he sees that, sees that happen. But it just goes to show that uh, it's just a, it's kind of a, it's a generational thing. And um, they grew up with the new trilogy, and so. Like me and Vehan being old, we grew up with, I think the original trilogy for us was slightly before our time. Like those movies were already a part of pop culture when, you know, I was, I was growing up. I never had the chance to see them in theaters on original release when they re-released them with extra special effects or whatever. I was able to see it in a theater for the first time, which was pretty cool. Um, anyway. So a lot of different uh, generations, different generation grew up with the the new trilogy. Um, and it's it's interesting to see people's entry points into the, into the Star Wars series and the generational differences. And there's this podcast that I used to listen to that talked about, it was a very uh, um, LGBTQ focused Star Wars podcast, like the entire panel was made up of LGBTQ plus and their perspective on Star Wars was so interesting. I never would think of it that way. Um, and I'll give you an example in a second, but there were some people in that panel that couldn't get into Star Wars at all until let's say, what was the, what was the property? It was the animated series. The Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah. Um, first the movie and then turned into a series. And 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 they were saying the reason why is because they, they really didn't see themselves in any of the characters in Star Wars. Um, and so I think it was uh, Ashoka that somehow brought that person into Star Wars. Um. And then they were also talking about the Mandalorian. And if, if anyone's not familiar with the series, uh, the Mandalorian is about this uh, helmeted pseudo armor dude. And he keeps his helmet on at all times. Doesn't want to reveal his true self. And the podcast was saying um, that is a very uh, trans, transgender um, lens they're looking at it from that point of view where 
the transgender people in that panel were saying too that they have a certain mask that they have on the outside. They they don't want to reveal themselves from the inside, or they're scared to. Is what what I should say? You know, they're scared to reveal their true self. Like, what happens when I reveal my true self to everybody? Um, I found that so fascinating. The different approaches and the different way people watch these movies and the different things that the different movies give to everybody. And I may not be a fan of the newest trilogy, seven, eight, nine. In fact, I've only seen seven and eight and I just kind of fell off the map there with that series of movies. But I also understand uh, the representation that they were going for, that they achieved with, uh, Having Ray as a character, um, Oscar Isaac's character, I forget his name, I think it's Poe. Um, uh, who was, uh, who played, um, who played the guy that, uh, the Finn? Is it Finn? Am I remembering this correctly? Anyway, the characters are actors of color, more underrepresented people of the community. John Boyega, thank you. And I see the importance of, of uh, representation and bringing more, making Star Wars a more inclusive place. And I don't know what the point of all of this is, but um, I just thought, Jockey just made me think of like, oh, he chose episode three. Most people choose episode five, but only because I think the older generation are, in the original trilogy and stuck in the original trilogy is the best. And I've, I've already, I've already come to the, come to the uh, conclusion or face the facts that, you know, not everyone's going to love the original trilogy the way many people that grew up with it do. They are older movies. I understand that. Um, I do love them, but they're older. I don't know. I yeah, guess I, I've always, yeah. I've always been in a camp of like it would it would really frustrate me to have seen like either seven through nine or one through three without having seen the previous. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I, I always look at it as a um, one as a, a contextual thing, like just having the background in the context. Um, and two, like if it wasn't if it wasn't for the for the originals, there wouldn't be you know one through three and seven through nine. So um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I guess I, I could I, say I, that too. I don't have the same approach for other other things in life. So it kind of is on and off. <laughs> um it is super interesting though. Like you you do see that in the souls community too with you know like people bandwagon not bandwagoning but people piling up on uh on DS2. Oh, true. DS2 is a terrible game and um, 
Oh my God, should we start that discussion? <laughs> That's a huge can of worms. I always like enjoy uh, opening up the uh, a bag of proverbial popcorn when I see anybody's chat just start diving into Dark Souls 1 is trash. No, Dark Souls 2 is trash. Dark Souls 3 is fan servicey. It's just like, oh my God, are we doing this again? Yeah, I've done so much. I just, I just look at it as all all Souls content that I get to absorb at some point. Yeah. Whether it's I, yeah. good or not, or easy or not. Like, but I, I, yeah. I do get having, you know, strong opinions. I certainly do in some, some things. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Agree, of course. But for, um, for a community that's so welcoming and kind, just I don't know. There's other battles that are worth having in other places versus yeah. me versus you know Sekiro or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I get the the community is passionate. Um, and personally, I, I love all of them. I love all of them. I, there's certain ones that I hold higher than the others, but I could play any of them and have a great time. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you've, have you got, no, you have not gotten through all of them because you haven't finished your Bloodborne playthrough only because of technology yeah. and Sony being a jackass, but um and then demon souls of course i don't i don't believe you have access to to play that yet but you've gone through a, a good amount of them like so far uh could you rank them what you've played so far or is it too early to tell uh no i probably could i think i i have the first 3 and then after that, it, it's kind of easy. But uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. number one is is still still and will forever be Bloodborne. Mm -hmm. um, two is Sekiro. Um, three is tough. Three is very close between DS three and Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. Um. Probably go Elden Ring, DS3, DS1, DS2. Okay. Very fair. But I feel bad because DS2 is at the bottom of the list, but it's not like I dislike it. I, yeah, don't don't feel bad. This, <laughs> there's got to be something at the bottom. Yeah, true. That's a good way to put it. Um, I do... Uh, somebody, I can't remember, I think it was Shockey... Uh, mentioned that there had been a couple questions that people had thrown into the queue. Okay, let's let's see. Um. Okay, so I don't think that we're gonna see Master Pete's feet, Dehan. <laughs> um, I think that the, there's very specific stretch goals that I have in my head for you to see that, for you to see my feet. Uh Oh, okay. So what are your what are your top 5 
games of all time, not including Souls games. And while you answer that, I'm going to uh, calmly walk to the bathroom and use the restroom. But feel free to, to dive in. Right on. Wow. Top five games that are not Souls. That is really tough. I guess, let's see. I'm not sure if I can put Superman 64. Um, fuck. I guess I would have to put Hollow Knight up there pretty high. Is that what you're going to say, Vey? Hollow Knight? Yeah, I think I think I would go Hollow Knight with uh as like one of my favorite non-souls, non-fromsoft games. Specifically because um, when I was starting my Souls journey, um, Demon Souls and then Dark Souls 1. Dark Souls 1 frustrated the shit out of me. My first playthrough, I got to Blight Town. I think everyone knows Blight Town. And I got lost. I kept dying. I just got pissed off. So it take my mind off of it I played Hollow Knight and I think 15 FPS town true um, I think I may have taken a month off of Dark Souls and I played the shit out of Hollow Knight and then I went back to Dark Souls and finished my playthrough but Hollow Knight has a has a very very special place in my heart. So I'd rank that somewhere near the top. Um, that's one. Um, Breath of the Wild. I don't, I'm not sure if many people know me for playing this game or talking about this game. Vehan knows I talk about this game all the time. But Breath of the Wild was uh, one of my favorite games, is one of my favorite games, specifically because I think it's one of the first games I played on the Nintendo Switch uh that and um super mario odyssey and it was a birthday gift uh from my wife the nintendo switch um and at that point in my life i think i wasn't playing as many games Um, i was busy just doing real life stuff work and um so on and so forth and so breath of the wild kind of brought me back into a ton of gaming Cause like once I played that game, um, and finished it, um, I think I put about a hundred hours into that game. I was thirsty for more games, um, and so this is this is kind of I might talk about this again, but it it bled into that's kind of what led me into into the Soul series. I'll get back to that. Um, that's two. I need three more, huh? A huge landmark game in my life would have to be Street Fighter 2. All right, Scotty. Have a great night. Rest well. Good night, Scotty. Get some good sleep. And hope work goes well to you. Hope work goes well for you tomorrow. Have a good day at work. Um, Street Fighter 2 is the really the only reason 
I bought or well, I mean I was I was too young to really have money, but the whole the only real reason I acquired a Super Nintendo is because of Street Fighter 2. I remember borrowing a, a Super Nintendo and Street Fighter 2 from my brother's friend, and I just could not, could not put it down. Um, number four would probably be, um, number four and five are going to be very similar, but number four would be Super Mario or Mario 64 on the Nintendo 64, another system I bought solely for one, one game, really. And that, that was the first, um, probably the first 3D platforming game, at least for me. Um, it just blew my mind. It was just so, uh, so well done uh, moving Mario from 2D to 3D. And finally, number five, the original Super Mario Brothers is uh, another reason I got a Nintendo Entertainment System to play that game. Um, so to recap, it, it, it the games kind of align with like certain like memorable events or um, what have you, Mario Brothers. Uh, probably began my gaming obsession on the Nintendo. Um, Street Fighter 2, Super NES, uh, Mario 64, the Nintendo 64, Breath of the Wild, um, which got me back into gaming a bunch, and uh, Hollow Knight, which, uh, which gave me a great mental break uh, while playing Dark Souls. Um, but picking five—that's it's really tough. I probably I I did leave a ton of games out. Um, that's what I would. That's how would I I would rank. Um, just picturing a break from Dark Souls to dive into Hollow Knight is madness. <laughs> that that is that is my that is my second like my Vakuro. I, if, if I never stream that game again, I, I don't think I would have a problem. <laughs> did you stream it? Did I, I miss I it? I did, but it, I think part of, I think part of, you know, going back to like the generations and the, the different circumstances and all of that, mm-hmm. I was streaming that game at the very beginning of me streaming and it was just between performance issues and audio issues and just lack of streaming experience. It was like, and then I was playing that game, which was the first platformer I had played in well over a decade. Wow. It was, it was rough, but I'll, I'll probably give it another go at some point. I am, I will say I am kind of excited to get through the first playthroughs because I feel like I, I've just been so focused on those that uh, a lot of other 
you know, like potential potentially doing like two challenge runs at once is not an option type of thing. Um, <laughs> but I also feel like it'll it'll open up the the channel a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'd love to play The Last of Us. I still have not still have not played that. That's a good one. I, I think I played that for the first time one or two years ago. Uh, probably, yeah, about two years. Oh, maybe even three. Um, two, three year ish years ago. And that was a that was a nice break between Souls games. Um, yeah, I should do that more often. But like, I'm always. I'm always driven back to souls. I mean, just look at look at my my streaming habits. I I'm like, okay, I'm going to start this first playthrough of God of War. I, I stream it like two or three times, and it's like I want to play Souls, and then I just go back to to Souls, and I've I've left my God of War playthrough hanging in the air. But The Last of Us is good. I just started watching the show uh, today. Um excellent. Excellent yeah, first I've episode. Heard, I've heard really good things and I, I put up a vote last week uh where the pretty much everybody said to just watch the show and then play the game, but mm -hmm. I'm trying to trying to take in the the words of a couple people that were like you should play the game you'll still appreciate the show but mm -hmm. apparently the game just hits different so i'm considering getting a playstation plus again so that i can do that but i also noticed the first last of us is coming uh onto steam in a few weeks i think oh nice yeah uh, yeah, maybe you should just wait. I don't know. I I don't know what the right answer is for that. I've only seen the first episode, uh, and I've played the game prior, so I'm yeah. It'd be interesting to pro, uh to go the opposite way. Start watching the show and playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I I I'm I'm not clear or certain how closely they're going to follow. I'm only one episode in, but I'm not certain how how close is that going to follow the plot of the game i think it's it seems to be overall at least the overall plot is similar um with a, a few more story bits because i mean the game had a ton of like gameplay moments right just used farting around um in the game and they can't exactly show that. that's not very cinematic so they fill in the gaps right. um I'm wondering if they are going to take the show in a slightly different direction just so that there's surprises for um, pe people who are fans of the game and the show. So there's a different experience. I think yeah. it's pretty, it's fairly common that that happens. Like if you take The, the Walking Dead, for example, um, I've seen, I didn't, I kind of dropped off watching that show but when i was watching that show um 
I did read the comic books, some of the comic books afterwards, and they they're very different. Some you know they share a lot of the same characters, but either the personality of the characters or what happens to the characters even they diverge just so they give a different experience. Um, I think Game of Thrones wasn't too far off, but they did do they did make some changes. So you know, book readers and show enjoyers can have different experiences. So I wonder if it'll be the same for the show, The Last of Us. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is for you to whether or not to watch the show first or to play the game first. But whatever you decide to do, I think you'll have fun either way. I think that's like for me it it would be easier to to just watch the show first because I'm the same way as you where I, I will I will start a game and then I'm at DS2. Even though <laughs> even though it's a Souls game, like I uh-huh. I was definitely more excited about playing Sekiro first, but because I had already done one and three, I was like, oh, I might as well do two, knock it out. Um, so I, I totally relate with that. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm afraid of happening is starting, uh, the last of us and then getting bored with it. Um, <laughs> but I think, well, let me see. Shocky. When's the ace combat streams, Vey and Pete? <laughs> I mean, I I I own the game. I did buy it because of Shocky was hyping it up so much and it was on sale, so I was like, okay, let's, let's buy it, but I have not even fired it up because uh, I, I think uh, a lot of us gamers are like this too, where we just have this backlog of shame that we just can't get through all the games like i'm trying my damn my hardest but it's a it's a fine line to walk hello dead welcome in dead. but like it's kind of like do i practice hitless runs do i play a non-souls game do i be productive do i edit uh the podcast do I watch Twitch streams? Do I watch a movie? Like, it's just like, man, what do I, what do I do? I know my backlog needs work and I've, I've tried it. Um, I am making some small progress. Um, like, like recently I, I picked up Metroid Dread from the library. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm cheap, uh, cheap like that, but. Um, I fired it up the other day and had a ton of fun. Um, it, it's a great game, but like it's on the Switch, right? Yeah, it's on the Switch. But it's like, fuck, I really should. After um, after my run on Saturday, I'm like, shit, that didn't go that well. Maybe I should, maybe I should practice a little more to keep the run fresh in my head. But then at the same time. If I do that too much, I could just, uh, you know, wear on me mentally. So I kind of need a, uh, um, sometimes I need a break. So, yeah. but, you know, eventually it always draws me back in. 
It's okay, Dad, that you missed Saturday. It didn't go that well anyway. Don't worry about it. Next time. Um, yeah, I hope you do play it at some point. Uh, but I get it. Like, when I'm playing Souls, that's all I want to play. And I'm uh, pretty... If I'm being honest, I'm I'm kind of envious of your journey because a lot of Souls players share the sentiment of wishing that they, okay, if I could forget the games and play them first, play through again, that'd be awesome. I would love to do that. Um, I think that's that may be how a lot of these challenge runs were born because um, Souls players are looking for different ways to, to get a fresh playthrough of the game. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, it does almost feel like playing the game, uh, uh, a whole new game when you're doing a crazy challenge run. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I, that's that's why I think <clears throat> you know I know that we both relate on this, and I'm sure a lot of people in chat do as well. But that's why we all enjoy watching people go through their first playthroughs so much because it's you know you you can't go through that again yeah life welcome in thank you for welcome the in raiders what's up <laughs> yeah it's it, you know you can't you can't get that ex that first time playthrough experience back um and i, I remember like as soon as i got done uh, beating Elden Ring for the first time. This was way before streaming. Um, I sat in my chair and was like, "Okay, what do I like? What do I do now?" And I, I think same day was watching people going through their first playthroughs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I, I definitely can see, I can see those challenge runs, just giving you a. A sense of that a little bit yeah yeah I've, I've done that myself too finishing a uh a souls game and then immediately looking for other people's first playthroughs like uh dark souls 3 was that way from dark souls 3 i have a memory of this uh finishing dark souls 3 going onto twitch looking for someone streaming it for the first time and um, a streamer I, I follow, it's, it's been a few years actually. This is, uh, his name is System1173. And I I hung out there so much, I, I he made me a mod. But uh, chill dude, totally cool dude, playing his first Dark Souls 3 playthrough. And it's, I was just thinking about the other day how, how weird that sequence of events was. Like, I finished Dark Souls 3. And I specifically sought out a Dark Souls 3 first playthrough at that exact moment on that day. And I just happened to click on him. And I've been in his stream ever since. Like, it was a completely random occurrence. Like, uh, I didn't find him any other way. He wasn't recommended to me because he was new. He It wasn't a raid or anything like that. I just found him organically. And um, crazy how that stuff like that works. And... Um, very happy to to be on his channel, no matter what he plays. 
especially when he plays Souls games. Uh, he's on his Dark Souls 1 playthrough right now, his first Dark Souls 1 playthrough. It's just so satisfying to see him go through that game. And funny enough, he did almost the exact same thing you did where he went down into the graveyard, into oh. the like <laughs> catacombs, into the tomb of the giants. And I was like, my whole time just sitting on my hands, like, don't tell him. Don't tell him that he's going to hit a wall. And he finally gets there. And he's like, okay, I'm ready to go into this fog wall. Let's fight this boss. And he hits the button that says, sealed by Great Lord's power or some shit. And he's like, what? <laughs> what? And then just like you, he had to go all the way out and make his way out of the Tomb of the Giants and the Catacombs and trap backwards. And it's brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. And time and time again, Jockey said this best. Um, Dark Souls has God tier level design, but it's it's a bully for very mean to first time players. Yeah. Um, I guess I was kind of lucky on my first playthrough. Like I tried to venture into that area and I got killed immediately. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not going that way. Fuck that. Uh, but some some people just like you know keep on at it, um, and I ended up going the quote unquote correct way. But I had I had my own share of uh, cursed gameplay with that game because literally, um, this probably happened. I think it did happen to you where I got cursed. And then realizing that what it means and being permanently nerfed, I was like, no way. This is a thing in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, was so ups- I was so upset. And then I, um, I climbed my way out of, I think it was the depths. Yeah, it was the depths. I climbed my way out of the depths to look for the undead, the female undead merchant that sells purging stone and then i realized oh shit i accidentally hit her because i thought she was an enemy and she was mad at me permanently so i couldn't buy it hello blanks blanks what's up dude welcome in and and then i had to run my ass all the way to the guy i forget his name but he's on the top of the bell tower by the bell gargoyles and you pay him to forgive your sins but then at that point in the game I think as you progress, you need to pay him more souls. And then I had to grind for souls to buy a purging. Oh, my God. It's so mean. That I, game I is did, so I, mean. I did do that. I yeah. Having to go to that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, God. Brutal. All right. Is is there any more uh, questions um... in the queue? Uh, so Goat actually asked, uh, does Soulsborne have a future in esports? Oh, yeah. I did see that a while ago. That is a very interesting question. Yeah. And the short, I mean, the real, like, I don't know. That's the short answer. But I do know that Team Hitness has, has uh, I believe they, they, just became like a company an llc Ooh, um yeah and i don't i don't 
know exactly what all that means. I do know what they have said is it opens up the possibility of holding more events, like maybe um, similar to TwitchCon, there would be a hit list con. Um, uh, so I, I, I'm already seeing Team Hitless do a bunch of events um, just on Twitch. Like they would do tournaments, zero hit tournaments, uh, races. Um, that being said, uh, Souls is still, as much as we love them, it's still very niche. And hopefully Elden Ring has helped bring it catapult it to the mainstream but when i went to twitchcon this past october in san diego there was very little to none souls content everyone was focused on more um let's say apex or fortnite or call of duty modern warfare those types of games um i was seeing um yeah, they would hold tournaments in in the, uh, I forget, the arena, the esports arena, whatever they were calling it. And it would always be those games. Dark Souls, FromSoft games were not really represented there. Aside from the random art booth that I would run into that had some Souls arts, I didn't really see much um, From Software representation there. And so in a grand, in a grander scale, like at a TwitchCon, I don't really see it having that big of an audience. Maybe though, um, with Team Hitness becoming an LLC, maybe they will hold events like that. They, they could do in person or um, like uh, in person races or no hit um yeah it's kind of weird too because the way other runners compete with each other is not the same as in like call of duty or fortnite you don't directly you don't you don't fight each other in the same way i know i know elden ring is i think trying to change that with their arena pvp yeah maybe that's a possibility with elden ring in the future or um, yeah, potentially with no hit runs or speed runs too, like live speed runs. Like Blanks is a big speed runner. Uh, maybe Blanks could um, give some input on that because I don't really know the speed running world very well. I do enjoy watching them, um, like watching Blanks do it and that and Goofball too. Um, it is it is fascinating to me to watch that because. It is, I don't really see people play the game that way ever. Um, and I don't play the game that way. So it's interesting to me. So anyway, Goat, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be a future of esports, but there's the potential for the Souls games. Yeah. I, I think, I, I feel like there, there's, you know, to your point, uh, with Elden Ring, there's definitely a, possibility now like the door has kind of creaked open a little bit um 
but I, I think that also to your point that it's going to come from, you know, organizations and people together in the community, you know, putting on events and stuff like that to yeah. get these games out there to that kind of, that kind of level. It's, it, it is interesting too, because you, you mentioned like Apex and, and COD and like the the sizes of those communities, it makes sense from a business standpoint mm -hmm. to target them. Yeah. But when I think about community, like I don't I don't I don't know. Like yeah, they've got huge events and stuff like that, but I I don't feel the same sense of community, you know? Yeah. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I do think Zay dropped another question. So did TFC. Uh, you can think of one. What would be a, a unique mechanic that you would like to see in a new Soulsborne game? If you can't think of one, what is an existing unique mechanic you would like to keep seeing in new Soulsborne games? Interesting. Good. Really good questions, eh? What would I like to see? Um, I mean, Elden Ring kind of added what I was hoping for uh, for a long time as like a dedicated jump button. I don't, actually, Sekiro did that uh, because jumping, jumping in Dark Souls One and Bloodborne is so shitty. Where you have to run and then hit the same damn button, and it's also the dodge button. Um, and then they switched it to the left analog stick, like pushing that down. So shit. Um, I'm glad they moved that to its own dedicated button. Um, anything else I would change? I don't know. I don't know if I'm really looking for another. A new mechanic. I'm pretty pretty content with where they've taken the series. Can you think of anything, Retro? Uh Sekiro left button attack. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh -uh. No, I don't I don't know. Um Like I, oh. I don't know if mm. I'm well-versed enough to really have any major gripes. I mean, hitboxes, I feel, can always use some adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> but I also yeah, feel like I... that, that feels stronger some days than others. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe, because you know how Sekiro was built as a single-player experience. What if they made Sekiro 
in like the the style like they adapted more they added more souls things to it like you can build your own character you can co-op you can pvp but all in the world of Sekiro, where it's way faster and you have deflects i don't know i don't know if that would work there must be a particular reason why they kept that as a singular single solo experience like do you feel if Sekiro had the opportunity to co-op do you feel it would benefit i feel like the the deflecting i don't know that's a really good question yeah, it was pretty, is designed to be a solo playthrough. So, yeah, Zay, it may break Sekiro to co op. But what if they added the deflect system? Feel uniqueness of the game. Yeah, I, I feel like it would be, it would be really difficult to have two people deflecting the same, the same enemy. I feel like yeah. it would be very unbalanced very quickly. Just mm -hmm. from that alone. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what I would add to the Soul series moving forward. Uh, I, would, I would add Bloodborne 2. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that game. Although that, that, that is a tough one too. Like, how can it live up to Bloodborne? Hmm. I don't I can't remember if it was you or somebody else in chat the other day mentioned a yeah, there we go. Shocky said it. Bloodborne with Sekiro elements to it. Oh, Bloodborne with some Sekiro elements. That would be interesting too. Oh, you are working on a souls like. Okay. I'm trying to think of other souls likes that see what they bring to the table. Like uh Nio has or, or Neo has the, the the key pulse feature to it. The different stances. Hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty pleased with the mechanics in the Souls games. Good weapon weapon variety, attack variety. Yeah, I'd say like it, the the only thing that doesn't already have some kind of solution to it is just a lack of options in Sekiro. Like even Bloodborne, like the farming for vials is no longer, you know, like as soon as as soon as you learn about the the dungeon, like it's no <laughs> longer an issue. So yeah, yeah. But Sekiro, you're just it is what it is. And there was no there was no DLC, no no nothing that they did with that game. Wow. Interesting. I'm also pretty pretty simple with my my builds. Like my my, my first yeah. Elden Ring playthrough was just me and a stick. 
and then our our hands they, yeah they <laughs> added armor. like all all this cool armor at these cool weapons this whole entire crafting system it's just like eh just give me a stick and i'm just gonna beat things with it blake says give him 10 minutes and he'll come up with stuff <laughs> on the spot stuff though like having some sort of weapon weapon system Same. Hey, Rager. Welcome in. Hello, Gravy. Rager. Gravy. Yeah. Since as much as uh, I like Elden Ring, I did prefer the traditional non-open world to the other games. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool that they took it the open world direction. I know it, it could be overwhelming to some, but um, it's also pretty good for new new players to the series i feel especially because like like with many of the souls games you're kind of on rails and you hit a wall and you just have to you have to uh beat that boss to progress but like elden ring it's like okay this boss kicked my ass i can go far around and explore this area and oh hey look a cave and so many other options you can do and come back to that original boss that was kicking your ass. Um, yeah, in some ways, the open world was good. Hey, TiVo. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I would have been able to get through it if it wasn't for that part. Yeah. Um, so TFZ... Uh, is curious if you could give a piece of advice to aspiring challenge runners, not just hitless runners, what would it be? Oh yeah. I've, I've, I've kind of already touched upon this, but I will say it again. It's very important that, oh, uh, shit. Oh, shy, shy. Oh my God. <laughs> hello. Hello. Raiders. Welcome. Hello. In. Shy. Welcome That's in Raiders. How is Dead Space? Yeah. Hey, thank you for the follow. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. Suffer, Scraw. I love how ER added the ability to have a mount, a dedicated jump button. Most of all, I love that they reduced the need to rely on stamina regen. You're way less focused on maintaining stamina in ER than other Souls games. That is true. Groove, welcome in. Juzzy, Evo, Taco. Wow, look at all these so cuties. cuties so many. Oh my god, Jai. Amazing, amazing streamer, human being. Seriously. We've talked about this at length. And how Shy is just so wholesome and so kind, so giving to to everyone in her community please go follow so shy. You're not all yeah there. hell yeah super supportive follows too. doing good we're shy. shy we're having having a really awesome awesome chat um yeah I, I, yeah it's been a lot of fun 
we're both kind of like talking about being nervous beforehand uh not nervous because of each other but just the situation and it's uh turned out exactly like we thought it would which is fun and easy and <laughs> so it's good to see you though i i hope that space went well seem to be having tons of fun with it chai is too yeah. nice <laughs> chai is super nice always apologetic not always but like sometimes apologizes for things when it's like oh, it's okay shy stop being so sweet and wholesome thank you so much for the raid shy you need to go to the bathroom go get food go get water do do whatever you need to do um we're just just chatting about all sorts of different stuff so we'll be we'll be chilling yeah um I don't I don't know if if you I think you were just about to start answering that that question which mm -hmm. uh, for those mm -hmm. that just hopped in uh if you could give a piece of advice to aspiring challenge runners not just hitless runners what would it be Yeah yeah I did touch upon this earlier but I, I cannot stress how important this is and I think it's not talked about enough not talked about enough is just be ready for the mental aspect and the mental challenge of it um of course there's the the game that's actually hard and the game that's challenging whatever challenge run that you uh as aspire to attain but just be ready for the mental part because you're likely going to go through times where you doubt yourself and go through times of um, I'm not good enough. You're going to think there's no way I can do this or, you know, this has taken me like if you've already started your journey even and you're thinking this, this, this boss, this level, whatever has taken me so long. You know, other 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 gamers have probably gotten through this faster than me. All that stuff, all that self doubt, and I, I, this this happens to me too. Um, with whatever I do, just be ready for that, and and just know that um, it'll be okay, and that you are good enough. And at the end of the day, the challenge run is for you and you alone. So you shouldn't think about what others think about your run. Don't think about how, you know, others may view your run. You do your run at your own pace and um, believe in yourself. And if you need to walk away from it that's okay too you know just you know just thinking about doing challenge runs uh it's still a big step it's still a big thing um and like i said before too just going through your first playthrough of a 
of a game can also be a challenge in and of itself. A lot of these games are super hard. And it's okay. Um, it's okay if you don't succeed right away. But just know that you're going to be going through a lot of moments of mental games. And dealing with that is, I think it's very, one of the toughest things that I've gone through in my journey. It's just like thinking of, damn, damn, Pete, you're not good enough, or you'll never get through this, or this is taking so long. What if you never get through it? Um, just keep at it. Believe in yourself. And if you need to step away, that's fine too. It's your run. It's your challenge. You do what is best for your mental health. You do what is best for you. And um, yeah, whatever you happen to do, TFC, or whoever is aspiring to do any challenge run, just know that you'll have a lot of supportive people behind you. Because as Retro has said, this community is super supportive. And we just all want to lift each other up. And we all want to see each other succeed. And uh, that support is very helpful. And sometimes, sometimes it can be hard to listen to it. And what I mean by that is sometimes people say, you're doing great. And in my head, it's like, no, I'm not. But keep at it. And uh, just be ready for it, too. Um, and uh, prepare yourself mentally for whatever you aspire to do. Um, so yeah, anyway, to wrap that up, I'm kind of kind of rambling a little bit. To wrap that up, no, you're not. any challenge runner out there listening right now, whether it's the beginning of your journey or the middle of it or wherever you are, just know that whatever you've done up to this point is amazing. Um, not many people even start playing these games. And just go in, if, you're, if, you're, if you want to have some fun, just go into, if you have PlayStation or whatever, um, Steam, just look at the achievements. I was, Rin, Rin reminded me about this the other day, and I'm thankful to her for this. She reminded me of the percentage of people that have just beaten the first boss in Bloodborne. I'm like, that's interesting. I go in there myself and look at all the trophies. And there's there's Father Gascoigne, there's Cleric Beast, so on and so forth. And I look at the percentages and see how many people have actually just gotten that far. And, you know, so just even beating the game or just beating one boss or getting past an area is success. So... No matter how long it takes you, no matter how long it takes you, uh, just know that you are good enough. Doesn't matter how long it takes you. You are good enough. And you have a bunch of homies supporting you. And uh, if it ever becomes too much and you need to walk away, that's okay too. So don't be afraid to dip your feet in. If you need to back out, it's fine too. You can always come back to it. And if you never come back to it, that is also okay. As long as you are happy, as long as your mental health is good to go, 
you do what you need to do. And just know that um, yeah, I'm proud of you already for just even thinking about a challenge run. And that's what I got to, that's, that's my one piece of advice. I know I talked a lot, but that's my advice for manage runs. Manage runs, challenge runs. You're awesome, Pete. <laughs> no, you. I speak for all of chat. You are, you are seriously like, we're lucky to have somebody like, like you. And honestly, everybody, everybody as a community, we're all, we're all super lucky to, to have one another. Um, I, I couldn't help, but, but think at a certain point in there, you're talking about how, you know, you have to do challenge runs for you and how much that translates to so many other things. Uh, like if you choose to make a decision for somebody else and not for yourself, how that can, you know, eventually bite you in the ass. Um, mm -hmm. And the cool thing that I, that came to mind is that uh, you have to decide to do these runs uh, for you and you alone, but yes. it doesn't mean that you have to do them alone, which I think is yeah. the big thing that for me, like the, the mental is so much of that comes down to like uh, feeling like because of my lack of performance that people will, you know, they'll leave and then <laughs> I'll be in this run on my own. Um, mm -hmm. and that, that is, that has not been the case at all at any point. Um, yeah. So interesting. I don't think I've ever really seen that happen out of all the challenge runs that I've, you know, been a part of as a viewer, whether it be you retro, whether it be shy dead, um, People always show up. People always show up to be supportive, no matter how long it's been. No matter how you're doing that particular day, no matter how you've done the past however many days, people show up and are still supportive and still want to be there for you and still want to see it, still want to see you succeed. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I get that too. It's just like, I've been running this run for X amount of days. It's like, uh, people still want to see me do this, this thing again, but no, we do. We really do. Like your fire giant fight, your, your monkey fight, uh, your Sekiro monkey fight, uh, Shai's orphan fight, uh, Dahlia did BL4 too. Just like all these different Cheat's runs. Run. Yeah. Cheat. Oh my God. Yeah. Cheat, uh, his, his run. I don't know how long it lasted, but like over a hundred 60 something attempts or something um and uh yeah people still show up for it no matter how long it takes and that's awesome to see awesome to see so many supportive homies um yeah you make a very good very good distinction of like yes the runs are for you and you alone but yes you don't have to do them alone that's awesome that you that you said that um, because that's important too. Um, but yeah, 
Um, TFC says, screw it. I'm going to continue trying it. Fuck yes. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yes. I support you. Whatever you, whatever run you want to do. Yeah. No matter what it is. No matter the level of challenge. You know, we all love to see each other do these things and succeed uh, in the end. We all want to see each other succeed in the end. Yeah, and, and to Blinks's point too, um, I'm just kind of scanning through the chat. Like <clears throat> one of the things that that I personally could recommend that has helped me a ton over the last six seven months is exactly what Blank said, which is just reaching out to reaching out and spending time in the communities that you know interest you like if you you enjoy souls games or you enjoy challenge runs or you enjoy you know apex like um the more time you can spend in the things that interest you the more uh i don't know I, for me the more you're gonna feel confident in what you're doing the more you're gonna believe in yourself the more likely success will come your way um Yeah, yeah. I don't know. very good point. Very good point, Blanks. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really. Um, I'm glad you pointed that out because I have, uh, I have been a hitless run viewer for a long time, uh, enjoyer for a few years, I'd say. And so, just being a part of the communities as a viewer. It's very, it was very helpful because like, yeah, when I started, it was in complete foreign territory. Um, so yeah, that's a good, very good point. Yeah. So if I ever, if I ever, if I ever try speed running, I would probably, I should probably spend more time in, in speed runs, uh, channels. Um, yeah, good point making sense now why i uh why i decided to try some yeah <laughs> i'm blaming you <laughs> <laughs> i'll take the blame that's fine <laughs> eat out here about to make us cry <laughs> hey guten tag good to see you um okay let me see so that's it for the questions that we have um from chat but um yeah i i really i think being able to have conversations like this more often um you know not saying that it has to be the two of us or you know but i think just being able to have conversations like this within the community is uh be really really helpful for a lot of people yeah like we're, we're kind of like already already in it you know so we have mm -hmm. we have that that luxury that that perspective but um i think there's there's a lot of people that haven't quite gotten there and um yeah, i don't know what do, what do you guys think 
chat. I think this is something we can probably do more often. And I mean, there's there's so many amazing people in in the community that, um, you know, obviously like blank, shy, like people that I think would be really fun to to chat with and just have that different different uh medium if that makes sense yeah uh tfc says the world's first ds1 mixed between zero damage and hitless zero damage from all enemies and bosses all boss plus dlc max difficulty ng plus seven and no fast rolling allowed have to be in a full set of gear dude <laughs> That is Ouch. amazing. <laughs> oh, your two okay, your two bosses from okay. That's not too. That's not that's too awesome. uh, far off. Yeah, keep at it, TFC. And if you need, yeah, like like I said, if you need to take take some time away from it, uh, definitely do it. Welcome yeah, back, Shocky. Speaking of internet dying, this 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 uh this didn't this uh. This entire stream almost didn't happen because my internet died at 2.30 Pacific time. And my ISP said, oh, it'll be back in an hour. So I went off and farted around in the real world, touched a little bit of grass, went to Costco, and I think my entire neighborhood just got Comcasted because, oh my God, trying to find a parking spot at my local Costco was ridiculous today. That place was packed. I think a lot of people have the same idea. Because there's not even anything particular to shop for today. There's no big football game to watch. The Super Bowl is next week. I was like, why aren't all these people here? And it's like, oh, right, because I'm here too. Uh, I don't have an internet. And then when I got back home, internet was still out. So I popped in a DVD and I watched Face Off. Which happens to be my wife and I's first movie that we watched together in the theaters. So it was almost like our first date, but we weren't alone. My sister was there and her friend was there. And so we watched Face Off. That's awesome. <laughs> many yeah, many years later, watching it now, it's a little little bit like like I said, some of these old movies have uh our product of their time. They're a little cheesy. Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed all the cornball delivery and Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh my God. When he goes hard, it's it's so fun to see. Yeah. Did you ever, did you see Mandy? I feel like we talked about this. I did. I did. Oh my God. That That's, um, I feel like that movie was made for him. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, his over-the-top performance fits so well in that type of movie. I loved it. You you have to have an over-the-top movie for an over-the-top actor, otherwise. Exactly. Just... Yeah. Yeah, and I I appreciate the fact that he just goes for it, whether or not it works. There's like a fine line between you know, um, uh acting at an intense level and if you go if you just go a little too far you're like over overdoing it overacting and that just takes it all the way around to bad acting and he just dances that line 
goes up and down uh over and under that line all the time but i appreciate his uh you know his uh his uh his attempts and just never just never compromising and always just i'm fucking going for it i don't care <laughs> love it i'll take any role any day and i'll just go for it it's like um, looking into a mirror but not <laughs> old dial yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god so cheesy um anyway what was i talking about uh yeah internet something oh yeah shocky welcome back sorry your internet died <laughs> um but yeah i think going back to what you said about having this chat on your channel um I think it's good. I personally would be interested in seeing, you know, other members of the community, if they so desire, uh, they do want to do a chat similar to this, you know, seeing if, if, if shy did this or, uh, you mentioned shy and blanks and, um, like coolie, anybody, um, anybody yeah, I see here, Zay. Shocky. Yeah. Jockey. TFC. May, may have just, already mentioned shocky but yeah maybe not vehan but uh everyone else is cool <laughs> um i i would be interested in seeing it because like you know seeing seeing people in this format is, is, is uh very interesting like people on their own streams um um I don't know you get you get pieces of them but it's it's uh not a not this type of format you know to have so having a more formalized so to speak well that's what uh, i that's what i love so much about you and and vehan like you know just it's it's very easy to just hang out in your guys's streams that you do together um mm -hmm. and and the you know you're getting you're getting two two awesome creators at one time which is hard to beat so um i'm you're awesome i'll, I'll say that much so there's <laughs> there, we're 50 percent of the way there um, <laughs> but yeah it just i, I agree it, it's a different <clears throat> different medium and it allows for just a different uh different light so to speak yeah yeah, I, uh, I I I bag on Vehan all the time, but it's because we're homies. If y'all don't know, we've we've been very very good friends, BFFs for like thirty plus years, and so we know each other well. And to give you a little background as to how the Vehan Pete stream started, yeah. it's kind of just a product of the two of us finding a way to connect during the pandemic, during the shutdowns, lockdowns. Uh, granted, uh, before then, we didn't see each other all the time because we live a few hours apart. Um, so it's not like it was, uh, it was not like we saw each other every day and then, oh no, uh, the shutdown, the pandemic lockdown prevented us from seeing each other. But um, anyway, we 
we we wanted to find a way to to connect um we would chat you know over over the interwebs often but eventually i convinced him to play dark souls with me because i think he was uh um struggling a little bit with the game shall we say and so i convinced him to play with me um <laughs> and some jerk gave me Dark Souls for the Switch. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because I got it from him for the Switch specifically because he had a very long commute uh, to work. And he took a bus ride that probably took an hour or maybe more. And so I wanted to give him some extra entertainment on his way or to or from work, you know. Um, and so I bought it on the Switch as well. And we played it together on the Switch. And we would just call each other up on, I think it was Facebook Messenger at the time, and then eventually on Discord. I just play the games together and just chat and just uh, catch up with each other. It's like, hey, hey, dude, what you been up to? What you got going on? Um, you know, how's the wife? How's the fam? Just catch up on everything. And so he, when eventually when he started, streaming um once he got more comfortable with it and he we we did a test run of having me on his channel i was not streaming at the time and uh we we screwed around with dauntless which is like a free free to play monster hunter clone and then eventually just transitioned into playing souls um, and TiVo did find us playing Bloodborne. Um, and TiVo is, I will say TiVo is responsible for connecting us to Wei and that whole crew. Anyway, I digress. Behan and I, he brought me in to stream with him and we would do exactly what we did offline which was just play Souls games and just chat. And just, it just became sort of like an informal informal podcast with like Souls gaming on the side, you know? And uh, we've been doing that for a few years. And yeah, credit where credit is due, Behan pushed me into streaming myself on my own channel. And I guess the rest is history, but um, yeah. Shout out to you, Behan. I don't say it enough, but I, I do appreciate Behan a lot. I do owe him a lot. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am right now without him. So um, appreciate you, Behan. Love you, dude. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Behan. Thank you for bringing us the Pete. And I hope you hope you have a good night, Queen. Thank you for joining us. You owe at least one feet. <laughs> All right, I'm going to slide into Vehan's DMs later. Don't you worry. Uh, also, Vehan can solve a Rubik's Cube in 10 seconds. What? <laughs> Sounds good, um, PFC. Yeah. All right, so... He introduced us. Wait. Uh, introduced a bunch of us to both of them. Hell yeah. Yeah, I met... Uh, Way raided me one time. 
I was just starting to stream and he raided me um, and he brought Manda in, Tifo, of course, and Chalky and Wolfie. So um, grateful to Tivo for that connection. Um, we are getting about 20 minutes until my usual, uh, my usual shutting down for the night. Um, I do want to say, talk about one more thing before we adjourn. And it's something I alluded to earlier when, um, package deal. Well, Vehan and I are also a package deal. So, um, when, uh, I was talking about Breath of, Breath of the Wild being one of my favorite, um, games of all time that is not a souls game right mm -hmm. and so when i finished breath of the wild i was like i need more i need something more i need a game to play now um you always there's always that like you said that, that feeling of finishing a game that you just love and you spend so much time on it's like what do i do now um i i i just start uh rummaging through my cabinet my backlog and then out pops this game on PS3 called Demon Souls. And this was probably, so I will also say I'm fairly new to the Souls games relatively compared to when they came out, right? So um, this was, I think, 2019-ish um, when I, maybe 2018, when I found this co dusty copy of Demon Souls on the PS3 still shrink wrapped though and i'm fairly certain Behan gave it to me years ago mm -hmm. uh, the game came out in maybe 2008 and then as probably my birthday or something i opened this game and he essentially says have fun with that shit and it's like <laughs> okay fine i i i i put it away in my backlog of shame don't touch it for many years and i finally crack open the shrink wrap pop it into my ps3 and then within like 30 minutes to an hour of playing it i i immediately go to vehicle like what the fuck is this game you gave me i've been playing this game for an hour and i've gotten nowhere What's, this game sucks it's bullshit and he essentially says yeah the game's like that but i don't know what it was something about it kept me coming back and i finally beat that you know that first boss that's like oh my god finally and then you hit more walls and i hit more walls and i stumble my ass through the game i have no idea how to play it i have no idea how the mechanics work kind of wish i was like on twitch streaming this because then chat could have just piled piled in there and said hey you should do this or you should do that. Um, my assumption was, I, I think I chose the knight as my starting class, someone with heavy as armor. So all my rolls were super slow. So I thought that's a useless mechanic. Why is this in the game? So I used my shield to block everything. Eventually that, does, that stops working. I hit a boss that blocking was not going to get me anywhere. And then I, Go online and read that you should you should do the the rolling like rolling the fuck my my character like does that fat ass roll 
that goes so slow, it's useless. And then anyway, eventually I, I, I work my way through it. I choose different armor. I somehow get through this game. I, I still to this day, I, that first playthrough was so scuffed, but I finished it. And then I start playing Dark Souls. I'm like, okay, I have the experience from Demon Souls. This game is going to be fine. This game is going to be easier. <laughs> and fuck no, it's not. I said before I get to Blighttown, I get so frustrated, I get so lost, get poisoned over and over, get toxic, get killed, so on and so forth. I get so mad, I have to put the game down for maybe a month. And that's, as I said before, I ended up playing Hollow Knight in that gap. Then I came back to Dark Souls, made my way through the game. Things were starting to click. Things were starting to connect. And then I reached Ornstein and Smoke. That boss destroyed me so hard. But when I finally beat that boss, felt so good, felt so triumphant. And then, yeah, I make my way through that game. But Dark Souls is a game where the Souls series started to connect. I started to understand more, um, you know, like dodging and and uh, more mechanics of the game and the ONS fight and how know, being patient and not just spamming the R1 button is the way to go with these games. And then I went on to DS2 and then DS3. And then I think Demon's Souls Remake and then Bloodborne. Those two are kind of like together. And then Sekiro and then Elden Ring. And this is where I am now. And that's how I got into the Soul series, kind of via Breath of the Wild, kind of um, a weird way into it. And started with an old-ass game uh, that Vehan gave me many years ago. So all of this is Vehan's fault. Everything from me playing these games, from me being on Twitch, from me streaming them, from me doing challenge runs. It's all you, Vehan. It's all your fault, but thank you for for being the uh, catalyst um, for me playing these games. Um, yeah, and that's where I am today. And I'm actually, I never thought I would be here. I never thought I would be doing any sort of crazy runs like these. Um, and I'm having a good time and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. And I just hope, uh, I hope, you know, anything I've said today has, has been uh, helpful for anyone else out there, whether they're playing their first Souls game or whether they're veterans. I hope something was of value. Um, I think maybe your wife shouldn't hear that story. <laughs> That's okay. It's not like this is recorded, Vian. Don't worry about it. Pete the Legend. <laughs> Um, and I've been so fortunate, just like you, Retro, to meet so many good people here on this platform. 
and um, I'm very glad to have met you. And uh, thank you for having me on. This was a good time. This was fun. And um, yeah, I appreciate you and your channel and what you're trying to achieve and what you're doing. Um, a, lot, a lot of people say this where they think just being on Twitch is playing video games. I know that's a big part of it. But it's so much more than that. It's hard to explain. Like, I get this comment all the time where it's like, I talk about Twitch to certain people in my life. And then like, oh, so you're just, you're just playing video games? I'm like, yeah, but and then I started talking about, you know, how I went to TwitchCon to the same person and how I met up with streamer friends. And um, she just has this weird dismissive attitude about um, the whole thing. Um, but really, this platform has been, although not perfect, has, has, has helped make or give me a lot of connections to, to other people. Um, some I've never met in real life, like you, Retro. Some I have met, like Wei and Amanda, AJ and Spoonie, who I've met in person. Um, I will tell you all those people are as just as genuine and wholesome and nice in real life. So, uh, you know, it makes me happy and gives me hope that like not all internet people are weirdos. Um, and so when, whenever, if and when we meet in real life retro, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll, you know, we'll hit it off and, and, uh, I'm sure you're just as nice and genuine in real life. And uh, anybody hanging out in your channel, um, I feel like I can be homies with them too. Because you know, if you're homies, if you're if you're a friend of Retro's, you're a friend of mine. And uh, thank you for everything you've done so far with your channel. I can't wait to see where you go with it, whatever it may be. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for. Uh, having me on this was a ton of fun yeah thank you so much pete that was super kind um and yeah i i <laughs> it, it's funny you know once again going back to our conversation pre-stream of having the the nerves and you know we're kind of closing things off and i don't think that i could have pictured this going any better than it did although i i will say i i want to do a better job next time of of uh actually acknowledging chat i feel like i've just been totally ignoring all of them all night i know i um, feel bad about that too i still love all of you guys i hope you know that but yeah um but yeah i don't it just having being able to have a a cool, authentic conversation, um, you know, that's that's just you and I, but also we're getting some questions in there. Um, just, it was really cool. Um, and I, I've learned a lot from you already over the last number of months, but uh, yeah, you're, you're, I appreciate you a ton. You're somebody I look up to. Uh, 
and all of this and <laughs> um chat's playing sound alerts in my ear <laughs> um but yeah i uh i'm super excited to see where you go with with uh you know your hitless journey and your challenge journey overall um hopefully hopefully we can do this again sometime soon i think that'd be fun yeah i'll be open to it thank you so much um yeah and thank you for wishing me luck and oh this pyramid oh my god it's so good let's go coolie <laughs> yeah i look forward to uh really look forward to seeing where i can go on my journey as well i don't i don't know how far it's gonna go i don't know how far i'm going to take it um but for now foreseeable future i'm still having fun with it and that's key you know I, if i ever feel like another another point of advice i should have thought of but if i ever feel like i hate the game um that is probably a sign a bad sign i should you know probably take a break take a breather from it uh, i always want this to be fun and for the most part it is it, it is frustrating at times it's dark souls what are you gonna do it's gonna be frustrating but um I've, I've seen this i've seen this happen in front of my eyes where a person starts to challenge one and they start getting really frustrated and mad and hating the game that they love that's not a spot i ever want to be in so yeah. as long as you know not only me as long as you retro you chat anybody as long as you are having fun um that's all that you know that's what matters but don't end up presenting the thing you love um although we all resent it a little bit <laughs> just a little yeah um yeah amanda and that is perfectly okay um if it makes you hate the game if it makes you frustrated with it it is okay to walk away from it and to 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 play it the way you love to play it that's all fine too um yeah i hope i hope uh hope we can do this again sometime and um yeah i look forward to your challenge run journey as well whatever you end up doing retro thank you again for having me on yeah of course pete hope you have a good rest of your night get good sleeps um sure i'll probably catch you at some point later on today yeah <laughs> yeah chat uh know you that's all i gotta say <laughs> appreciate you <laughs> that's good uh. <laughs> yeah i will say one more time that chat we we are reading these even though we're we're not always uh responding and i appreciate each and every chat that has rolled by here ah oh, crumbs just in time <laughs> welcome in good morning how are you oh yeah speaking of another streamer that i enjoy watching on their yeah. first playthrough what a fun time Hope you had a good weekend, Crumbs. Hope you've been enjoying 
joint dead space. <clears throat> are you uh that a super random last question? Are you thinking of playing dead space, Pete? Does that have any that's something you're interested in at all? That is definitely something that I'm interested in, but once again, we go back to like <laughs> the backlog. Not enough times in the backlog. If I start a new playthrough, if I start a playthrough of it, will I even finish it? Because I'm like, I want to play Dark Souls. I I have been seeing a bunch of people playing it. Gravy, a shy, Behan actually played uh dead space one and two before the remake came out it's been yeah, a, right. a pleasure seeing his playthrough but um i uh i do want to play it How, are you you may fall into the same uh mind frame is it, do you want to play it or is it just more like souls porn no no i i definitely do i just uh i've got i've got other other games i've already purchased that are installed and ready to go and um i do want to get through the the fromsoft titles first before yeah before i open that that box <laughs> so fair fair yeah. enough um yeah i uh thank you again dude i i super appreciate it um i now we well, now we have a better idea of how this whole guest star thing works so that's that's a big plus yeah um yeah get some get some good sleep and i don't know if you have work tomorrow but if you do good luck gamer thank you i do have work tomorrow um yeah you rest well as well and i can't thank you enough for having me on thank you again of course Pete. see ya all right, take care. Okay, so I'm not sure if this ends this. Okay, all right. That was fun. Holy shit. That was so much fun. Like, what the heck? You're gonna need a bigger dark stone. Uh, nobody's played that all night. Pete, thank you so much, dude. Oh my gosh. Me too, Shy. I. Flask. Is it true? Is it true? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, it's true. Ooh. I do, I do, I do, I do. Ooh. Nope, no stranger than usual. I I was up really late last night making some weird shit. <laughs> he, thank you so much, dude. I, that was seriously a ton of fun um yeah I, and i to your point zay i would love to do that again shy yes i would love to do it again um yeah any anybody that's that would be open to coming on and just chatting i would i would 
love to do it. I know Scotty has mentioned uh, having interest. Um, yeah, I'll uh, probably make some some posts in Discord about uh, about all of that. But um, wow. Um, I just, uh, I, I appreciate all of you a ton. It's really cool that we're able to do something like that. And I felt comfortable the entire time. There was no like weirdness or judginess or any of that stuff from anybody. Uh, been mostly loving Dead Space. Never got a chance to play it first time around, but always heard good things. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool, like hearing from people like you and Shy that didn't get to didn't get to experience the first one, but are getting to experience like the new updated version. Super cool. Um why? Oh. Yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. I was judging. I judged it ten out of ten. <laughs> You're the best today. Um alright, let's see, let's find if that if I can speak words. I know that's kind of a, a big shift in, in music genres, but um <laughs> All right. We stand music with legend. <laughs> Pete's metalhead and his wife likes country. Go listen to them. Talk about it on two songs, one couple. Do it. Do it. Uh, okay. I think we are... Let me just refresh to see if there's anybody that popped on. Oh, actually, hold up. Let's see. Um, okay, let's go, I, I would like to go and, if possible, raid, uh, Sav, because I know she just recently hit partner, um, I think in the last couple days, so I would like to do that if we could. Um, but everybody, again, thank you so much for, for hanging out with me and Pete, um, thank you for... Thank you for the funny questions, the 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 real questions. Um, 
thank you for all just being such a such an awesome community um every single one of you um a couple days ago i kind of informed her of it oh shit really thank you for being here shy thank you so much for the raid um seriously i i'm not putting pressure on you but you're probably the number one person in mind that I would love to do this with at some point if you're ever open to it. Um, definitely a lot of people in chat currently as well that I would love to do it with. Um, but last thing I want to do is make people feel weird. So um, I will be back on Tuesday. Wait, is that right? Tuesday, yeah, I'll be back Tuesday. Um, we'll do some more uh, Sekiro, and then uh, Thursday through Sunday, like usual. But yeah, I hope you all have an amazing rest of your night. Let us go. I think I might restart my journey in a few minutes. Both got me wanting to play. Let's go, TFZ. If if you do, I will. I will definitely be. Hopping on. Thank you, Q. I was just about to do that. Appreciate it. Um, I think it's read. There's uh, that one. If you're not subbed, um, yeah, let's go raid Sav. Actually, let's, uh, I'm going to change that. Okay. All right, there we go. That's the, uh, that's the sub one. Uh, if you're not sub, then just grab the other one. Um, yeah, y'all are awesome. Oh, all right, everybody have a good rest of your Sunday nights. Have good Mondays. Uh, I will catch you all either in streams tomorrow or, uh, live Tuesday. Peace.